Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, Episode 90, A Little More Didactic. We've got three segments for you this week, starting off with an E3 roundup, uh, then a little discussion on Game & Wario, and finally a little bit of talk on the new Street Pass games that are available in Japan and Europe. Enjoy the episode. Connectivity as we wrap up E3 2013. At this point, it's been a week since the show started, and I'm pretty much completely back on East Coast time now. I'm Neil Ronahan. I went to the show, and with me to talk about E3, we've got two folks who stayed home. That's Mike Sklens and Scott Thompson. Hello. You guys almost did the hello at the same exact time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good timing. Psychic. Um. So yeah, uh, what we're going to do for this is just kind of go over what was at E3 as, uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't get to talk about the E3 stuff as much on podcasts because we really only had one big group show. And actually, when I was on it later, then Johnny just asked me about PS4 games um, <laughs> because he's like, oh, you'll be able to talk about it on connectivity. So here we are. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess, are there any specific games that you guys want to talk about? Well, I guess by the time anyone would hear this, it will already be out. But just for my own personal knowledge, I'm curious about um, Super Luigi U, which will be out Thursday. Um, that was one of the first games I played, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way that Nintendo's booth was was that they had that ridiculous Wii software showcase thing. And they had like a stage, but then they broke the stage away. And then they set up more game kiosks where the stage was. So I waited for like 15 minutes when the show floor opened play new Super Luigi U as they had trouble hooking it up and getting it powered on. But when I finally got to play it, um, to my surprise, it was basically the entire full game just playable there, except for I saw that they wiped save files after people played the demo. <laughs> so you'd have to start from scratch, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I played like half of the first world, and I really dug it. Um, it doesn't seem like the whole 100 second like uh because you know the stages are supposed to be quicker Mm -hmm. it's not like you're running into trouble trying to finish it in time they're just shorter levels Mm -hmm. which kind of makes the whole you know 80 plus levels completely redone a little disingenuous because (laughs) it's kind of like they're doing 80 new levels but they're like half the length right 80 plus levels shortened (laughs) yeah bite size levels it's, it's still for me you know, dropping the twenty dollars on it is a is a no brainer. Yeah, because um, it's still more more side scrolling Mario, and New Super Mario Brothers U was fantastic. I might skip this one. I'm not sure. I'm just I got Super Mar- I got Super Mario U and I liked it and I I beat it. I haven't done all the Star Road stuff, but I've beaten it and I've cleared all the levels and I've cleared all the secret levels excluding the Star World and so I've done like um I've seen all the levels. I haven't gotten all the shit yet. And I started yeah. doing that, but I don't know. I just kind of petered out on it, and I and I kind of think I won't really put that much into this game if I get it. I'm probably gonna skip it just because I kind of only got Mario U because I wanted something else to have. Yeah, <laughs> and I got it for I got it for you know that I got it on Black Friday at Old Navy, so I oh, essentially yeah. got it for free. See, see, my thing with it is that I totally want to play a Mario game and not have to rush through it because I reviewed it. So <laughs> I blazed through new super Mario brothers U when I played through it. And I kind of just want to take my time through new super Luigi U. 
Right. Which means that I'll probably blaze through it this weekend because Lauren's <laughs> going out of town. I think did, um, I'll be spending my summer on the 3DS, personally. Yeah. Did it Did it seem more challenging to you than... Definitely. Okay. Because, like, I, mean, I, I was I, watching... I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be quite, like, it gets harder and harder as you go, but definitely at the outset, it was harder than the first world when you, you know... Yeah first play the game so i was watching some some youtube videos i think there was like kind of a notorious one that was going around yesterday the day before with like sort of the uh the midway castle yeah. um and yeah I it looked, had a lot of trouble on that one yeah it looks crazy with lots of just jets of fire everywhere is that and the I, youtube yeah. video where the guy like the level starts and he immediately yep. just jumps into the fire jet <laughs> that was one of those things where i'm like fuck did i do that and i'm like no no you didn't do that thank god yeah you weren't as bad as that guy but yeah it's pretty uh Pretty cool. It reminds me of Lost Levels somewhat, like a, a more fair Lost Levels, but that yeah. same sort of uh, idea, like, let's take this thing now that you know and you understand, and then let's just fuck with it and make it kind of crazy. I mean, the fact that jumping at the outset of a level killed that guy, <laughs> I yeah. mean, that, that's just very it's unlike mean. Mario, but it's kind of cool. Hardcore, yeah. No. Well, I mean, the other big Mario game that was at E3 was Super <clears throat> Mario 3D World, which yeah. was... Clearly, my favorite game of the show. I'm hyped as shit on this game. Yeah, uh, it sucked because the day one. I mean, it was reasonably crowded, and uh, Justin Baruby wrote some pretty fantastic impressions on the game. So I didn't really touch it that much outside of playing the stupid like water Yoshi level, where all four characters get on the back of this Yoshi-looking like water beast, and then you have to like basically fight for control and go down you know, a, a linear path. Um, and I also played the boss battle, which also was a little rough around the edges. So I didn't actually freely control a character until the second day of the show. But when I did, like, it was just instant smile on my face, all the little nooks and crannies that you could explore, all the little bonus things that you could find in that game. It's just, oh man, I love 3D Land so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it the other day, and I think 3D Land could be my favorite Mario game. Wow, it's definitely it's really uh, fucking good. I mean, we were just talking about you know, New Super Luigi U, New Super Mario Brothers U, but definitely 3D Land beats the shit out of all those New Super Mario Brothers games. And yeah, I've, for sure. With time away from the Galaxy games, I'm a lot less hot on them. I mean, not not saying I dislike those games at all, but like I don't think that Galaxy One and Two were God's gift to gaming, like a lot of people seem to view them as. For me, that's 3D Land. Yeah, 3D <laughs> Land is it sort of sits in this sweet spot between like a fully f- free roaming 3D Mario game like 64 or Sunshine or Galaxy, and then a level based structure like you know like New Super Mario Brothers um, U. It kind of sits like in this sweet spot where it's level based and it's it's sort of 2D in a way. It's fairly like the levels are fairly linear, but they're in full 3D e- individually. Yeah. It's like right in the middle there, and I kind of feel like that's. To me, that seems like the sweet spot for Mario. I kind of agree. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm super, I mean, I'm super excited for this game. I was a little, I was honestly a little disappointed because I thought they were going to go show something a little more groundbreaking for a new 3D Mario game instead Same of ostensibly a sequel to to 3D Land. But I really can't complain that we're getting a sequel to 3D Land because I absolutely loved 3D Land. And yeah, then, I mean, that's kind of with every Nintendo game. I mean, with the exception of like the Wonderful 101, everything's a sequel to something else, but... For the most part, all of them are pretty awesome games that they are the sequels to, and they look promising themselves. So, like, I'll complain a little about it a little bit, but at the end of the day, can I really complain about it that much if the games are still going to be awesome? Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, did you and you're a cat? You're you're a big cat guy. So did you like just ejaculate everywhere with the announcement of Cat Mario? I, I, I wouldn't say ejaculate as much, but I, I, I definitely did smile a lot, especially the annoying ass <laughs> right right as they announced the name. Yeah, and I had the logo. Yeah, that logo with the the cat, the cat suit is interesting. It it seems like they're trying it's to like really appeal. Cool. It, it's the so mechanics you can cool. do with it. It just feels like they were like, we need to make a game that Reddit's gonna like. Yeah, <laughs> the best Put is cat when uh, when they had during the Wii U software showcase. I don't know how well this was conveyed to people who weren't there because I think they had like a video wrap up, but. Well, they had, ever, they had the developers come out in cat ears and pause. Yeah, yeah. so they had that, and then uh, I was with Billy Burkhammer, and we high-fived. They can't get away with <laughs> doing something not... like They always have, they can't get away with avoiding something stupid. It always has to... They even got rid of the press conference, and they still managed to do something that was kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Did they give out um, cat paws? No, I wish. Fuck, that would have been the best that, swag. That would have gotten me too ejaculate over the case. <laughs> they um, need to, they need to do like a zombie you kind of feature where you can take a picture of, of yourself and make a cat out of your like add cat ears and whiskers to your face. <laughs> kind of like a side note though, I actually got an email from uh from Nintendo like a survey monkey thing for like how did you like this? Was it better than the Nokia theater presentation? Um and I just basically wrote a comment that was just like maybe the stream should work next time, ass. Yeah, that was Yeah, be the good. stream was just it was fucked, but how did I, I, I gave how, up on it. I don't understand how, how it could be so fucked. They were using Ustream. Yeah. But how, how did you guys watch it at E3, Neil? Like, were you guys literally um, just watching it on a computer? Scott, you should listen to the podcast that got released of us watching it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, but apparently, it, I mean, because most of it is just us being like, what the fuck is going on? How can we can't see it? And then Johnny and I are there looking at Twitter being like, oh, they announced a new Donkey Kong. <laughs> right if we could actually fucking see it yeah i ended so up get... watching it like an hour later just on youtube which i think was the way yeah. to go yeah yeah pretty good so yeah that trouble was universal no matter where you were so that's that's pretty much good. that's what at first we thought it was just us and then when we checked twitter it was just everyone yeah was mad because our internet did kind of suck in the hotel which is why on the plus uh, side they, they our, didn't have live streams that we promised yeah. On the plus side, they did not have problems streaming an actual live press conference, which would have been even worse. At least this yeah. thing was pre-recorded, and they could dump it on YouTube as soon as it was finished. Yep. Yeah, that's um, true. So, other stuff that was at E3, uh, Mario Kart 8. I um, really am interested to hear about Mario Kart 8, because it looks... I think it looks awesome. Uh, Mike, did you play Mario Kart Wii? Uh, not really. I, play, I barely played it at all. Okay. I didn't well, even. I, I don't even know. I was going to make a pithy remark about you basically played Mario Kart Eight, but <laughs> I guess you haven't. <laughs> I mean, I've, all the video I've seen, it looks gorgeous. It honestly looks like the best Wii U game I've seen yet. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does look fantastic. But as far as how it controlled and everything, like it's it's Mario Kart, Mario Kart Wii. But you can drive on the walls. <laughs> you could have told me that I did that in Mario Kart Wii, and I probably wouldn't have doubted you. <laughs> how little of a difference it made while playing that demo. I'm excited for for that game. I I, I think I might actually get it mainly mainly because it's it's gonna have online, right? Yeah, and they actually they're gonna have video sharing. Or yeah, the video. Yeah, it's gonna like capture like highlights from the race and like upload them, which seems yeah. pretty cool. And then I mean I just think it look it looks really great and it runs at 60 frames a second, which I think might be a first for a Mario Kart game. But I'm I mean it's the kind it's the kind of thing 
where I'll I'll totally get Mario Kart Eight like the day it comes out because I like Mario Kart games. I especially like console Mario Kart games. Uh, the 3DS one kind of proved to me that even though it's a solid game, I just I'd rather play it on the big screen with yeah. some friends on the couch. But if Mario Kart Eight has some awesome online community stuff, then I could probably get in deep to that game. Is it true that there's no blue shell? I've heard that mentioned. Just in the E3 demo, they said uh, at they took it out of the demo that. There is no blue shell in the demo, but it will be there in the final game. Fuck. Yeah. Blue shell. <laughs> also, wheelies will be in the game. They were not in the E3 demo either. You can do wheelies. Only, I guess, yeah. only on the bikes. Uh, yeah, on the bikes. Once again, you didn't play Mario Kart Wii, so you wouldn't know. <laughs> I played a little bit of it, like at a friend's house, Mario but like Kart I said, Wii. I never owned it's, it. So I played it. What, what I played, I really enjoyed. So I just didn't really play much of it. Um, Looking at the, the list of Wii U games here to hit a, a third party one. Um, because we talked about it a little bit on our prediction segment, but what did you uh, did? Was the Wii U version of Watch Dogs playable at all, or, or were you able to look at specifically the Wii U version versus like the next console versions? Um, I would say read the preview on the website. I did not see Watch Dogs at all throughout okay. the entire show, outside of what was in press conferences. I believe that the Wii U version was not playable. I think for every Ubisoft game. Uh, outside of Rayman Legends, nothing was playable. Okay. I'm just curious. I, I, in, we're in the getting difference. to that point in E3 where it's just like, you can come look at the games, but don't touch them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what it was for all the Ubisoft stuff, but none of them were running on a Wii U. So, well, let's talk about it because before E3, like the weekend the weekend before, you texted me and, and said that Zombie U2 was... was okay. uh, was very much a possibility of happening. Yeah, so, and you so got me all rumor. psyched up. I was psyched up too, man. And then I, I was at that Ubisoft press conference. Imagine how red in the face I was. And I'm sitting next to Jared. I'm like, it's not going to get announced, is it? <laughs> like they have time for one more, but they're going to try to watch dogs it. And, and they did. Um, but yeah, uh, so some rumor circulated. I got tipped off about uh, Zombie U2 with a better name, I assume. <laughs> Zombie U2, that, Sunday Bloody Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Um, being announced at E3 during Ubisoft's press conference, along with a remake of Red Steel 2, which that was kind Ugh. of a red alarm. <laughs> God. Um, but it was, you know, it, it was the kind of thing that, like, I, I wasn't 100% sure, but the zombie U2 thing, I, I think I might have made the comment to other people on staff that, like, I would have bet money that that would be announced. Good thing I didn't, because I would have lost the bet. But... <laughs> Um, I think that I think that we'll see a zombie U sequel. Just that we'll probably have to wait until next E three to hear about it. Yeah, which sucks. I was kind of hoping it would be something that would sneak out like this year, maybe early next year. But yeah. I guess better it get more time and get fully yeah. fleshed out. No pun intended. Yeah, I mean, har, har. All, the, all the Ubisoft stuff, like it's there, it's coming to Wii U, but it's it's kind of because I actually did see Assassin's Creed running on a PS four. And it looks kind of like how Assassin's Creed was on the Wii U last year, where you can tell that it's like, all right, we're making this game for like 360 and PS3, and uh, these new consoles are coming out, let's throw it on. Up the textures, up the polygons, but it's the same game, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably see that for the first year of the new generation of consoles. (laughs) Yep. Because they try and straddle the market. I mean, that's what I loved seeing on NeoGAF. I guess like there's like, Potential launch day lists. Oh, these launch day lists look good. And I just counted the games for Xbox One and PS4, and I'm like, that's on PS3, that's on PS3, <laughs> that's on Xbox 360. Like, these are all... Like, it's like half of the games that are coming out on day one for Xbox One and PS4 
are also going to be available on Xbox 360 and PS3, and most of them even Wii U, like, at least a month ahead. Yeah. When those systems will probably come out. Um, what else? I'm trying to, like, before we move to 3DS, because there's some good 3DS stuff that wasn't in the uh, the Nintendo Direct. Um, but the like, Wonderful what, what 101 are... oh, looks yeah. sick as fuck. Does it? I'm what? kind of excited. I'm cautiously optimistic about this game. The bonker shit is because we got to interview uh, Hideki Kamiya. Good interview. He, I read that today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm glad to see that people seem to like our interview with him. Uh, I was like shitting my pants during it um, <laughs> because and and I was I well I was hemming back and forth. One to ask him about you know his personality on Twitter, and also I was, I was to hoping ask the, him I, if Bayonetta is going to be in Smash Brothers. I was hoping um, the interview would just read like his interactions on yeah, Twitter, just him being like "fuck you, Smash <laughs> idiot." Um, <laughs> And he seems like a much nicer person when he doesn't have the pseudo anonymity <laughs> of the internet. He seems like a really cool guy. I mean, he's always, you know, the, just from the games he's made, he seems just kind of like a like a crazy, happy-go-lucky kind of yeah. guy. And that, that seemed to come across in the interview, too. It was, I, I I don't think Bayonetta's going to show up in Smash Brothers. She just seems a little too out of place for it. Yeah. But then again, Solid but Snake so showed up. Snake. So <laughs> maybe, maybe she will. But she's obviously nowhere near as established as Snake. So... Yeah. Um, I I, th- I think the wonderful 101 looks looks pretty interesting. I I I kind of wish it's like I kind of wish I could try a demo of it before I buy it. Yeah, just, just to see if I'm gonna like it. Part of the Best Buy four, but <laughs> I mean, from what it is is because I've played. I mean, it hasn't changed that much for the demo that was at last E3 that then Nintendo trumpeted it around for about a year. Um, I mean, it's still that the, those similar mechanics where you know you're you're moving this horde around and you change them into different shapes by either using the right stick to like draw shapes or using the touch, the touch screen on the gamepad to draw shapes. Um, and you can do all sorts of stuff. Like they only were showing off, I guess the sword, the gun, the whip and like the, the arm or the hand, but in the multiplayer, you could kind of fuck around and just make whatever you wanted. And, uh, Aaron and I found a bomb, a whip or a bond bomb, like electric claws, <laughs> uh, a hang glider, uh, a hammer that you can just go around and smash people with, and it seems like all those things are going to be really crazy and, and kind of fun because it's it's almost like like how Kid Icarus Uprising had all those different weapons that you could try, where there would be kind of drawbacks and you know benefits to using different weapons. It seems like this on a smaller scale that like you know use the hammer, you might be a little more unwieldy, but you're going to get a lot more power done. Whereas if you use the sword. You'll do a lot of melee attacks, but if you get hit by something ranged, you're fucked. Hmm. That sounds interesting. I'm, I probably won't ever play the multiplayer, so I hope the single player content is is pretty solid. Yeah, the the multiplayer seems to be utter nonsense. It's five players in with five players with groups of characters on the same screen. So there's um, like everyone's got like what like twenty characters or something. Yeah, something like that, uh, and it's co op. Um, but I really, I, I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> but the single player is really fun. I mean, they have puzzles that you have to use the different powers to solve them. Uh, there are bosses that you need to use the different powers to be more effective against them. Like using the whip, like I attacked the boss and then like, you know, pulled off parts of his shield. Um, I mean, I'm just really excited to play more of that game because it just seems like it's going to be insanity on the same level as something like Beautiful Joe. Yeah, that's what, I mean, mainly Kamiya's involvement and just the art style that looks just like Beautiful Joe. It yeah. just kind of gets me excited because I loved Beautiful Joe. Right, the, the characters look like they could be I mean, the main Beautiful character Joe. looks like Beautiful Joe. And they yeah. have, like, Sylvia as well. Yeah. 
Um, let me see. Well, I want to hear about Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Ah, uh, yes. Did you play Donkey Kong Country? I haven't Returns? played it yet. Um, Jesus Christ, dude. Have I, you played anything? I never played it on Wii, and it's my next two-buy game for 3DS. I just okay. haven't gotten oh, it Oh, yeah, yet. I forgot that you played Rock Band for, like, four years straight. Yeah, that was <laughs> that pretty was much, like, the, the only game I played for, like, the last two years of the Wii well, life cycle, the- and I played it on my Xbox. That's so great for Mike because now this is all like so new and exciting. He's like yeah. Mario Kart, hey, new Donkey Kong Country. Like this is all like original. Great yeah, I, stuff. I was a lapsed Nintendo gamer for like the entire half of the <coughs> entire second half of the Wii's lifespan, with the exception of Metroid Other M. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Tropical Freeze looks great. It just it so far from what we were what we were shown. I mean, the levels are still crazy inventive, just like Donkey Kong Country Returns. But you could have told me that okay, here's a bonus level that we put into Donkey Kong. Country. Donkey Kong Country Returns, and I would have been like, okay, cool. I like the little plane theme you've got going here. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of airplanes. I watched that that 14-minute video of you playing it. You did pretty well, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh did, did Jared cut around the segment where I just die on the same thing like five times in a row? He must have, because I didn't see that. Good. <laughs> because like I was doing it, it was near the end of, like I think it was near the end of the second day, and I was, Jared was like, all right, let's get some video for this. I'm like, all right. And I just got to this one point where I just kept on dying. And it was like one of those things where just I like the, the barrel going from like left to right, and I had to wait a little bit, and I would just get into the barrel and hit A and die. Like, Damn it. Stop it doing like five it. times in a row. <laughs> Well, that was nice of him. That, that the signs of a good uh, video editor to save you some yeah. face there. Yep. Um. So you didn't ejaculate everywhere during Cat Mario. What about Wind Waker HD? Did that do the trick for you? Uh, if they had a more impressive demo, because they just showed off, uh, you could walk around Outset Island mm-hmm. and you could fight the Helmarok King. Oh, okay. So there wasn't that much to do, and I did. Uh, I stopped by one of those Best Buy events last Saturday because uh, a reader uh, from the site did. The Dark Rye. Um, sure. Uh, I He went to the Best Buy near me and tweeted at me, and I was like, all right, I'll go. Um, and I talked to him for a while, and apparently just everyone gets really pissed off whenever anyone played the Wind Waker demo because it's the longest one and nothing really happens. Right. I heard that, that anyone who would go play that one just like completely killed all movement of the line. Yeah. And also because it's the only one that's entirely single player. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, right. They I've... could load up like four people on Mario 3D World. Yeah. And then two people each for Mario Kart and Donkey Kong. But, I mean, Wind Waker HD looks beautiful. I know that some people on, I think we talked about it on one of the Artifan podcasts last week, some people didn't think it looked that good. And they think that, you know, Wind Waker on GameCube with the right cables looked just as good as the HD version <sighs> for me. Crazy. Um, I just think it looks beautiful. And will it look that much more beautiful than when we on GameCube? Eh, maybe. I mean, there's it's, I mean, the, it's hard to say because the art style of the original game, like, you know, the, the art style was picked for that specific reason. So yeah. it would look good even at low fidelity. Yep. And so it already looks good at low fidelity. You're not, you know, it's not like there, you can't really up, you know, the polygon counts because everything looks flat anyway. You yeah. can up the textures, but so many of them are flat colors to begin with. <laughs> right. So... It just, I'm, it, I'm just all look, it. It, it, it looks so like smooth and clean now. I mean, I, I really enjoy the look of it. Yeah, it just looks like a perfected version, and I'm I'm really bummed out that they don't seem to be adding those extra dungeons. You think if they were gonna, they would have announced it at E3. They probably would have. Um, we will have tingle bottles though, <laughs> which are just a very funny word to say. It is. You know, that, that's not a bad inclusion though, because I think I, it's clever. I, I rarely yeah. go through like Meverse and just read the inane shit that people post anymore. Yeah, but you can just find them. I read my activity feed, but that's it. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same here. But yeah, if something like like pops up for you in like is draws your attention to it, that's kind of fun. I like it's, that integration. Yeah, it's a cool idea. Um, and then sailing will be faster. But I never. Yeah, but I, I think I might be me. the only person on the planet that never had a problem with the speed of Wind Waker sailing. I found it relaxing. I I had a problem with it when I played it for the first time when I was like fifteen. Um, and then I grew up and got more patient, and now I love it. And I became a grown when ass Wind Waker man. Two thousand to come out in two thousand three. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. So I would have I would have been in college. I mean, I would have just I I I hardly remember enjoying it entirely. I don't I don't ever remember having problems with the with the sailing because you get the warp song fairly like in the first third of the game. Yeah, and I would just use the warp song if I didn't want to sail. Um, and I also found like as I replayed it basically after 2003 that I would just like bombing around in the sailboat being like, Oh look, there's an Island over here to go explore. And okay. The rewards wouldn't be that great, but it was still like you were charting uncharted territory for the most part. Yeah, I really enjoyed all of that. I, don't know, I can't wait to play it again. I hope it's, I hope it's kind of budget priced at like $50, yeah. which I kind of think it will be. That's the one thing where I think it'll be an insult if this game's released at 60 bucks. And I think that's where there will be a problem. I kind of hope they, out, I hope they sell it for 40, but I think they'll sell it for 50. If they sell it for $40, then I don't think I have any complaints with, like, as far as with the additions that they made and the tweaks that they made. If they just released it at $40, I, I wouldn't have any complaints. Well, but if they make it 50 or 60 then, like, you're nearing, you're out of your fucking mind territory. 50 is kind of the ceiling for it, I think. I would still buy it, and unfortunately, a whole lot of people would still buy it because it's Zelda. And Yeah, um, and I mean, it's my favorite Zelda game, so. Yeah. And if you're also following their uh, their reputation for remakes, Ocarina of Time 3D was a full 3DS retail release. Yeah, but 3DS games are. I mean, first of all, I think that had that probably. It feels like they put a lot a lot more work into Ocarina 3D. That game because was kind of rebuilt from the ground up. Um, I don't I don't think so as much actually. Star I mean, Fox 64 3D was the one that was completely redone. What I'm thinking is that you know GameCube and Wii and Wii U all used the same core architecture yeah. so it really yeah. shouldn't be that much of a trouble to get it running on the wii u it's yeah. not like going from n64 to 3ds the architecture of the system is totally different so you have to do a lot more work to port it very true but i mean it's kind of one of those things where it's like i'm gonna buy it regardless but if they released it for 40 it'd be a lot better yeah here do you hear that nintendo i wonder if anyone yeah. listens to us and then <laughs> sports uh, spoiler for the next segment, but if Game and Wario could retail for about fifteen dollars, I think that would be perfect as well. Because uh, <laughs> you, you guys, you guys are saying forty dollars for Windmaker. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. But then I think of Game and Wario being forty dollars. I'm like, if they're if they're committed to charging forty dollars for that, there's no way they're going to charge doomed. forty dollars for Windmaker. Unfortunately. Well, Scott, if Game and Wario is still forty dollars by the time Wind Waker comes out, then something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We just um, I think we have one. Well, we have two games that we haven't talked about yet for Wii U. Uh, if we want to talk about Wii Party U, it actually looks pretty sweet. Um, I just don't lie. understand why it's not a fucking Mario Party game. No. Um, I don't. I don't know why. But every time I, I, I ended up like going over there, and they had a. It was some dude who works at Nintendo. I forget his name, but he was very charismatic leading the demo. And I would go over there, just walking by there, and get roped into playing another mini game or two. Everything that I played was kind of fun. Uh, I don't know if it's a game that I would go run out and buy, but it seems like it would be a fun party game, which is in the title. So, yeah, if I had a group of success. friends that would come over regularly, I might get it. But because all yeah. the impressions I read on the site was uh, who wrote them? 
I think Guillaume did. Yeah, he seemed to really like it. He said, like, these are some of the best party mini games I've ever played. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like Nintendo Land in that it's shows off how to use the gamepad. Uh, it, playing that made me hate Game & Wario even more. <laughs> um, because I was like, this is doing interesting things. Game & Wario, like, I don't want to fucking play bowling on the touchscreen when I have a Wii remote right here. Yeah. And then I guess yeah. the only other game... Well, that we haven't sounds... talked about Pikmin 3 yet, but I feel like that game has gotten tons of coverage. You know what? Pikmin 3 looks fucking dope. It looks good. Like, I mean, I, I didn't play Pikmin 2, so I might actually pick up Pikmin 3. I was... It, it was talking to Johnny about Pikmin 3. He he wrote the impressions that are up on the site. Um, I wasn't really planning on playing that demo at all during E3, because I was just like, yeah, it's coming out so soon. I'm not really that hyped for it. And I wound up playing it both single-player and in co-op, and I'm so stoked for that game now. I went from being kind of like, I probably still get it. It's a Nintendo game. There's not much else coming out on Wii U to like, when is it going to be August 4th? (laughs) (laughs) The only other Wii U game we haven't talked about yet is Bayonetta 2, which almost Um, doesn't feel like, it just feels so weird that Nintendo's publishing this game still. Yeah, it's it's a Bayonetta game. (laughs) I, I really dug the first one, and this was another case, as is kind of the trend with a lot of these Nintendo games, where you could have told me that this was a later level from Bayonetta, and I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. Um, it looks really fun. They're adding a new special attack. She has short hair. <laughs> she um, has short it hair. <laughs> it controlled very well. The combat was fun, just like the first Bayonetta. Yeah. So you just run around and beat up angels. Yeah. I only played the I demo guess- for Bayonetta. I think like that's all I really needed to play for it. Yeah, I'm I mean, not a big really, fan of these I- crazy Japanese action games. I really like the first Bayonetta, and I'll totally get Bayonetta too, but I can't get too excited for a game that just seems so similar to a game i already played yeah i um, hope it's which good i guess but... is probably how people feel like when i'm like new super mario brothers you can't wait people <laughs> are like i just played new super mario brothers Wii, and yeah I feel like playing that again yeah this i I just really hope that bayonetta 2 and wonderful 101 do really well because i feel like i don't know maybe this is just me hoping and dreaming but i feel like this is some sort of trial run for platinum games to see if oh, they're man. worthy of nintendo acquiring them outright Oh, that'd be so great. It just—I mean, they're not making anything good. for any other platforms right now, are they? Yeah, because Revengeance was the last thing. Yeah, they were they're working o- on. they're only making Nintendo games right now, and it seems like if this does well, maybe they will only ever make Nintendo games. And I think Platinum would be a really good, you know, acquisition for Nintendo because they do shit that none of Nintendo other other first parties really do. Yeah, and like, has Platinum? Platinum's made weird games. But have they ever really made, like, a terrible game? And going back with, like, a lot of those people in that lineage, going back to Clover. Yeah, it I seems they Ma- haven't made any Mad really World, terrible Mad games. Mad World is a game that got old rather quickly. Uh, I still stand by my glowing 9 out of 10 review that I gave mm-hmm. that game. And I could see it's some crazy. people saying that, that's a, that that is a bad game. But I don't think it's a bad game. I just think it's a game that the, the premise ran thin. There's only one problem with Mad World, and that it's, it didn't run in progressive scan. Yeah. That was the only problem with it. Would have looked beautiful in progressive scan with yeah. those black and white visuals. But I, I hope Nintendo gets them, especially now that Kamiya clearly wants to do a fucking Star Fox game. Yeah. And they would do yeah. the goddamn best Star Fox game outside oh of like God. treasure. Just think of like the cutscenes that he's done in like Bayonetta and Beautiful Joe. And just ma- imagine that with Star Fox. Just keep Fox in the R Wing and let him do fucking crazy shit and yeah. please I would love it. I think it would be and insane. What what I what I think is great about uh, Platinum possibly doing a Star Fox game is I think they're the one company that could do a, a an excellent job of just like 
making the action balls out crazy, but then also making the whatever storyline there is with all the, all the stupid characters that are in the Star Fox universe now, yep. like just equally crazy and like actually like doing a good job Fun of just paying like of, yeah of just honoring the the. Shit it seems ton of like a good characters. fit in every regard. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just I hope I hope they do it. I really hope they do it. <laughs> yeah, I would love it. It would be so. I, I don't want to see Star Fox die. I want to see Star Fox live. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Star Fox 64 is so good, and there's not a good Star Fox 60 game, Star Fox game since Star Fox 64. So I really hope they do it. I just want them. I want them to do it so bad. I want. I want them to upend the T table on Star Fox. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do it. So I'm gonna do some Wii U quick hits for other stuff that I played at E3. Sonic Lost World. Eh. Um, you mean Sonic Galaxy? Everyone on staff. The 3DS <laughs> version of Sonic Lost World, which is also a 3D Sonic game, is way better. I've really? never checked out the 3DS version, but I believe it because the Wii U version was just kind of meh. Hmm. Um, Sex Director's Cut is coming to everything. How funny is that? Yeah, now we know why That's... there's been no comment about when it's yeah. actually coming out. There it yeah. is. Um, uh, as the, the resident action figure connoisseur <laughs> of video games, um, Disney Infinity kind of looks weaker from what I've seen. Um... And I think your mileage will go as far as you like Disney. Or as many toys as... It seems... I like the idea that when you buy a new set, you're, like, fully expanding the game, like, in many ways. Yeah. No, that is really cool. You're getting, like, essentially a whole new game every time you buy a new set. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing where that could work. um, But, I don't know. It it was a lot less impressive seeing it then, especially kind of seeing it in close quarters. That's sad, because they they put those extra months into it. Yeah. Although I think that was mostly for figure production. Uh, but I mean, they still can use that time to spend polishing the game. Yeah, I'm sure they did. Um, Skylander Swap Force looks fantastic. Um, I think we're just seeing where your biases lie, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my my biases lie with games that are meant to be games and not games that are meant to be toy boxes. Um, because Skylander Swap Force is just a really good game, whereas Disney Infinity, even with the playsets, you're just getting like. Here's a kind of shitty action platformer starring Jack Sparrow, where Skylander Swap Force is like, here's a fucking awesome gauntlet style like brawler with puzzles and shit with a bunch of characters you've never heard of but are really crazy, and you can upgrade them. And they have cool powers. Mike, every every when you edit this, every time Neil says something positive about Skylanders, I want you to add in like a cash register sound. <laughs> do do that for me. Mike Golden oh. Hot Dog. <laughs> Has nothing on, on uh, what you're saying. <laughs> My Lone Ranger playset also has nothing on what you're saying. Let's see, what other games do I want you to tell me about, Neil? I want you to tell me about DuckTales Remastered. That looks great. Can't wait. Does it play well? Because, I mean, there have been a couple of these old games that have been redone, and, like, something just got lost in translation. Like, Turtles in Time got redone, and there's just something fucking wrong about the new version. It just feels off. Um, that is not the case with this game. It okay. plays fantastically, and uh, we had our we had our E three awards, which were just seven games that we really liked. Ducktales was basically like number eight or number nine. Okay, good um, to hear. And it looks like they're expanding on it a little bit more. And I was actually we talked to uh, Matt Bozon at Way Forward, and he isn't really he basically helped like lay out this like the spec for Ducktales remastered, and then it's been other people working on it. Um. But he said that, like, from their original spec, they've even added more to it. And some of the stuff is that, like, the bosses are way more improved and way more interesting, which 
you know, like, like I think the comparison that they used for, I think it was specifically the boss in the Amazon, is that they basically wanted to have a Kraid and Metroid to Kraid and Super Metroid moment with it. Ooh, that's exciting. Hearing, hearing that kind of stuff, and also, just, you know, people who love Super Metroid always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but doing that to the game is way cooler than what, like, Disney's, or I guess Sega's doing with Castle of Illusion, which is just like, here's the, here's the same damn game. Right. I'm surprised and, they're redoing Castle of Illusion because they kind of like just made a spiritual successor to it, even though it didn't turn out very great. Yeah. Like they made one, but here they are going back to the same well again. I don't know why they can't just release the Genesis one on like Virtual Console or something, because I'd rather see that. Yeah, I th- we were talking about that back at Disneyland back in October, and now I'm now thinking back on it and I'm realizing, hmm, back thinking back on that conversation I had with Warren Spector, he basically confirmed that they were making, well, not that he was making, but that this DuckTales game was in production. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in oh so many words. Yep. And in oh so many no comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other cool stuff on Wii U. Um, oh, that's about it. Harbor <laughs> Kingdom also looks fantastic. Um, that's a balls to the wall platformer. Um, it's one of those like Scram crazy Kitty. platformers, yeah. Scram Kitty, uh, I forget the full name of that, but that was another Wii U eShop game that was on display in Nintendo's booth. And that's made by a small team that they made some, I think, PSP mini titles. But also, uh, I think some of the guys there worked on Star Fox Command. But the game that they're making is kind of weird game where you were controlling this, like, thing on wheels as you go and bounce between walls and try to, like, get keys to save your cat. <laughs> um, it's it's really weird, but it was very fun, and it just controlled very uniquely. Um and I kind of dug that game. Hmm. So now to 3DS, which, or as I'll refer to, the Link Between Worlds show, because that game looks fucking awesome. I'm can excited. With, can we start with Yoshi's New Island, then? Okay. Can, we, can we get it out of the way? Yeah, Yoshi's New Island looks really bad. Now, um, just looks me... bad? Like, did you, did you get a chance to actually play it? Yeah, uh, okay. they had, it was like a... I think it was like two or three levels linked together and then a final boss. <coughs> uh-huh. It's just, it's not like the art style is bad, but there's really weird stuff that just rubbed me the wrong way. One that, the like, the big new addition of the giant egg, like the giant egg is basically just a mini game where you throw the egg somewhere and depending on how, how many coins you get, you get like extra lives. Yeah. It seems to be um, one thing that's interesting about this Yoshi's New Island game is that their Nintendo has said that we didn't want to show Yarn Yoshi because we don't think it was in a good enough state to show, but they showed this, which from everything see, I've read is awful. So how what what state is Yarn Yoshi in right now if they couldn't <laughs> show it but they showed this Yoshi game? It's literally see, it's, is, it's is literally just Yoshi's just, New Island is going to get any better. Yarn Yoshi yeah. probably would be getting better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess you know. Still I mean, got yeah, some you're right. In the oven. <laughs> if they're sh- if they're sh- if they're showing the game and letting you play it, then it seems like they've kind of settled in on on what it looks like. And it, admittedly, it does look bad. I was hoping it was the kind of thing where it was like when you see it on the 3ds, it actually looks pretty good. But it doesn't sound like that's the case. That is a thing that happens with 3ds games for sure, too. Yeah. They just need some um, need to be on that screen to look right. I mean. One of the things that Yoshi's New Island really did that rubbed me the wrong way is that there's, like, this subtle, like, delay, like, just of a few seconds whenever Yoshi rears back to throw an egg, mm-hmm. and it, it bothers me so much. 
Like it's something so small, <laughs> but for someone who you know kind of digs Yoshi's Island, playing that it just felt wrong. Well, that's something they could still adjust, but um, yeah. I mean, I know it's only a few levels, but where do you rate it even like compared to something like Yoshi's Island Two or Yoshi's Island DS? I guess that should is what it was called. But... I would say, as far as what I played, it seems to be like it's going to be on the same level as Yoshi's Island DS, which was it is made by meh. more or less the same people. Okay. And that game Although was, I didn't a, play it. I heard it was kind of meh. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yoshi's New Island was also the first game that I've ever seen, like, basically get delayed while at E3. Because <laughs> um, during the Nintendo Direct, I'm pretty <coughs> sure they said it was coming, like, holiday 2013. And then, like, they released, like, during the investors thing, they had, like, here are when games are coming out. And then Yoshi's New Island was listed for 2014. Nice. So they must have, they must have seen the uh gauge the temperature the E3 demo the water and been like uh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should push that one back but uh well anyway let's jump to the good thing so yeah link to the past uh link between worlds the legend of oh. zelda a link between worlds right which it sure. took me probably the entirety of e3 to get that name right real quick <laughs> before we really get into this game if someone from nintendo is listening y'all better get link to the past up on wii u virtual console like immediately yeah, because people are going to want to play it before they play Link Between Worlds. I have never really played Link to the Past beyond like the first one or two dungeons. Yeah, I just, what the fuck Nintendo games have you played? Yeah, I, seriously. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, <laughs> I was kind of dumb, and I didn't really realize that Zelda games are not <laughs> RPGs, but they were being marketed as RPGs, and I did not like RPGs as a kid, so I just fucking wrote them off. And then I That's later, amazing. I, it's dumb, I know, because then I, so Ocarina is really the first one I ever really played, and I played that in middle school, 96, yeah, middle school. Um, so that one I love, and I love all the 3D Zelda games as a result, but, and I've only more recently got into the 2D Zelda games, and some of them, they're kind of hit and miss for me, like some of them I think are fantastic, like I really liked Minish Cap, and I really liked Link's Awakening, but I just, I, for some reason I can never fully get into into Link to the Past, and I gotta, I want to give it one more shot, because I'm really interested in Link Between Worlds. This is so but good. I want to play so, it on so, the gamepad. <laughs> so ho- holiday, holiday season 2013 to holiday season of 2014 is going to be like all brand new fucking ideas to Mike's cleanse. It's yeah, be like basically. Earth shattering kind of new ex- shit. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I'm mostly excited because I mean there's an extremely good chance that we're going to get some kind of sweet link between worlds bonus like special edition 3DS XL. Oh yeah, that's that is going to f- finally force me to upgrade to a 3DS XL. <laughs> but as far as what made Link Between Worlds so good is that I mean it's just fucking awesome 2D Zelda. We haven't gotten a new one of those in a long time. Uh the art style looks fantastic in 3D. Seeing it in motion is... I mean, you can see that in that 3D trailer that they put up when they first announced it, and that's a pretty good representation of what it looks like. And it looks fucking awesome. Um, the the, tra- the, trans- the transitions from, like, 2D to 3D when you, like, go against the walls looks really neat, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just excited by the possibilities of, you know, going over the overworld, which I know people are, seem to be pissed off about that, you can't, you know, the overworld looks to be the same as like the. It's past, a bait and know. switch. I mean, it's it's literally a game about two worlds. Do you think both of them are going to be identical? Yeah. Something's um, going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, even Link to the Past had basically had two overworlds. I mean, yeah. If you think about it, so. I mean, my thing is that, like, yes, it looks familiar <laughs> to Link to the Past's overworld. To me, what that tells me, if you know the guys making this game are competent developers, which. I think regardless of what you think about Skyward Sword or Spirit Tracks or anything, these dudes are fucking competent developers. 
you'll probably see a lot of familiar things about the Link to the Past overworld in Link Between Worlds, and then they will twist it on its ear, and you'll be able to like do shit like go up against the wall and move around, and then come out, and you'll be you have a different way to traverse around the area. There will be new secrets. There will be, you know, maybe in a place where there was like a piece of heart before, it'll be different and lead you to somewhere else. Like, yeah, I think they'll probably do some slight twists on all of it. I mean, if they if they do that, and to me, I don't really think it's that bad that it's familiar. It's just like I mean, you look at Super Metroid. Like, the opening area to that is scarily familiar to the original Metroid, but then you yeah. see it in this new art style, this improved style, and, okay, does Link to the Past really need that much improvement? The art in that's pretty great, but regardless, Link Between Worlds is a different art style, and you'll get to see this game world that is fantastic and awesome to explore, probably more so than just about any Zelda world ever, um, and then you'll get to explore it through a new lens with new powers. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited. I'm just, that, I finally that, got into 2D Zelda games like in the past couple of years, so I'm really <coughs> excited. Like I'm really excited for 3D World, but there's something about Link Between Worlds that like, okay, it might be like a 2D Zelda game or like Link to the Past, but what are they gonna do? That's gonna make that's. I mean, it's a sequel to Link to the Past. There's a certain reverence to that as opposed to 3D World being. You know, like a sequel to 3D Land, which came out two years ago. Yeah, I just I can only hope that one day Metroid gets the treatment that that Zelda seems to be getting on the 3DS, where they're really like they're taking from the past and they're building and expanding on it with a lot of reverence for it. Can we please do that with a Metroid game too? <laughs> Super Metroid, a Samus between worlds. Metroid, please <laughs> Metroid, can just Metroid Dread 2D Metroid game on 3DS? Just that's all I want. <laughs> please do it. Yeah. Get, uh, get the armature guys to work on it because Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate looks pretty solid so far. That is a game I really am. Int- I'm not interested in Arkham Origins at all. I just it feels kind of like a rehash, and I think Asylum was better than City. So I'm much more interested in Blackgate than I am the, I the think, console I mean, game. I didn't see anything with Arkham Origins because uh, Warner Brothers booth was basically just a fortress that you couldn't really do anything in. Um, and I think Arkham Origins was only playable on PS3 if you had an appointment, which I was not on the Warner Brothers appointment. TYP got to play it, though. He wrote a preview. Check it out on the site. Um, and the 3DS version of Blackgate was also um, only available if you had an appointment. And Johnny got to play that, read the impressions up on the site. Yeah, his I impressions were really solid, and he fucking loves Metroidvania games. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but I played the demo at the Vita booth, and those games are ostensibly the same, except for... There's a mass on the touchscreen, and the visuals are a little bit better on Vita. Um, but what I played was the intro area, which basically just proved to me that as long as they can do a competent Metroidvania game, and these dudes made Metroid Prime, so I think they might be able to, <laughs> um, they basically translated everything about the Arkham games into 2D, and I think it works very, very well. It still focuses on hand-to-hand combat? Yeah, um, but That's the way it kind of does it to make it work is... Like, you only ever move on a 2D plane, but, like, Batman will go forward and backward in that plane, like, as you do attack. So, like, you could be surrounded by bad guys. Um, But, like, kind of as you fight them, like, you'll go into, like, the background a little bit, and then you'll do a counter and then come more into the foreground and (laughs) kind of go between it almost seamlessly. And it looks very cinematic, and it replicates, uh, you know, the combat system in the Arkham games 
which are in full 3D, uh, rec replicates it very well. I'm excited for this. I mean, former Metroid developers working on a Metroid game starring Batman. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like them making a, a Mega Man X first-person shooter, probably a lot, but so far so good. <laughs> well, we didn't see much of that Mega Man X first-person yeah. shooter. <laughs> um, that was about it for 3DS, I think. Well, there was Mario uh, and Luigi Dream Team. Yeah, uh, which that's coming out soon. Uh, they had some really goofy shit with the touchscreen. Even used the gyroscope a little bit. Because um, you have uh, basically a giant-ass Luigi, and then you hold the 3DS in book style, and you have to, you know, do stuff on the on the uh on the touchscreen to like avoid attacks or attack uh you know a giant enemy and then at one point uh luigi like grabs a star out of the sky and then mario hops on it like kirby and then you have to tilt the system to line up against hitting the bad guy and then you like blow him up hmm. that was just like that was one of the battles that they had um that was, I didn't play as much of that demo because RPGs don't demo all too well. Um, and also, that game's coming out pretty soon, so it wasn't on my high-priority-to-play list. Right. But I'm really excited for that game. Everything that I've seen about it, it looks great. And, I mean, it looks like it's going to be another Mario & Luigi game. Which, for people who like that, like myself, that's a thing to be excited. This game that's may get good. me back into Mario and Luigi. I play, I played and loved one and two, and then I just, I, what was the third one? Bowser's and yeah, I didn't Story. play that one. Yeah, that one's way better than the second one. Is it? I liked the second one. Shit, I should get the third I, one. This, the second one's the weakest one for me. What um, I mean, since we're done talking games now, do we want to talk a little bit about? E3 uh, next year, and whether or not we think another Nintendo Direct will be in the uh, in the cards. I think after how bad the streaming was, I think they're either going to like get servers for the E3 Nintendo Direct, or probably do a press. Conference. They already kind of alluded to the fact that this was probably going to be a one-off thing. Yeah, and I think it was the right move in the end. There was really no point to waste all of that money when Sony and Microsoft are just going to drown you out no matter yeah. what this year because of their new consoles. It right. was an interesting experiment, and I'm glad I'm glad they did it. It was it was it made it different for us at least. Oh, I guess we yeah. should talk a little bit about Smash Brothers, even um, though it wasn't playable. That will be E3 2014. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be. I mean, by the way, um, I'm a little bummed I, out to hear that there is not going to be crossplay between the two games, which they never said there was going to be. They they did sort of imply that there might be. Yeah, I think they heavily implied that there would be. If I'm not mistaken. But I think that was because when Smash Brothers was announced originally, I think it was like Iwata talked to Sakurai and was like, yo, man, you want to make Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS? And he was like, I guess I'm, I'm making Kid Icarus not right now, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Iwata's like, I'm going to announce it. And Sakurai's just like, dude, wait, wait, no, damn it. We're, we're making it with you or without you. <laughs> yeah. Good thing with him. I mean, that's I what they know. did with Brawl, I think, was they announced it. And then like Sakurai was like, so who's making it? And Iwata was just like, you. You. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny that there's a couple of Nintendo's biggest franchises are actually kind of actually second party efforts like Smash Brothers and Pokemon. Nintendo doesn't own those developers yeah. technically. Yep. You're, but yeah, I mean, and Smash I just, Brothers... the, the Wii Fit trainer thing is just the weirdest inclusion it's so to me. Good. Like... It's it's funny as shit. It's it, you know, it at first I was like, this is like how did they why did they and then I thought, oh yeah, Sakurai. 
<laughs> like, I mean, that's the, the reason specifically. The thing with Smash Brothers is that before E3, like, I was like, okay, we're going to see stuff on Smash Brothers. I'm not really, it's not like I'm not excited. Like, it's a new Smash Brothers game. It'll be great. And then after they showed off the Villager and Mega Man and G Fit oh, Trainer. Mega Man, I'm so excited. And, and, like, they showed off, you know, just some snippets of gameplay. I just became, like, fucking open up the dojo. Let me go there every goddamn day. Well, there's I'm no dojo so this time excited. around, which is kind of a bummer. But at least we get daily, or almost daily, Miiverse posts from Sakurai. Yeah, I think those neat. will probably get more frequent as we as as we go on. Yeah, yeah, probably. And I mean, it does I kind of were supposed to be daily, but I don't think there was one yesterday. But it's like, also, the dude was in L.A. Yeah. He's mostly just been posting screenshots so far, but I'm sure he'll be doing more with it as yeah. uh, as time goes on. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I'm I'm probably only going to get one version of this game. It just doesn't seem to me like there's reason enough to buy both of them. The only way I could see it is if I'm kind of hoping they do this, where you can buy some kind of bundle pack for a reduced price, you get both of them. Yeah, like something like spend you know eighty bucks get both or something. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, because one of them will be sixty and one of them will be forty. Yeah, so it's a hundred bucks right there for one game if you want to play it on both systems. So if they could do yeah. it for 80 or 90, that would be nice. Or, you know, maybe if you bought them both on the eShop, you get some kind of kickback or something. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm just really excited for the lead up. I hope the online works this time because honestly, I don't really have the opportunity to play yeah, these better. kind of games with a lot of friends in person anymore. I barely played Brawl past like the first month because we just couldn't get people together often enough to play it. So, and the online sucked shit. And I was really hoping that the online would pull through in that game, and it just it just didn't. So they better get it right this time. Um, I just want to do a little bit of uh, PR work here. We we just got an email, uh, Nintendo World Report, uh, about a website called well it's probably supposed to be Gamnesia, but it's spelled like Gamnesia, uh awarded Game of Mario as Nintendo's best game at E three. Um, <laughs> so Are they high? uh they said Did they only might, play one game? <laughs> they said it might be interesting if we wrote about this. Uh we won't write I about won't. it. But I will talk about it right now and just say fuck you. That's I mean that's really all all you <laughs> could say. And stick around for our next segment. <laughs> yeah. We will talk about uh that. I'm looking over it. It does have some good points. What, that it was there and it has bright colors? Well, no, that the fourth game that he played was called Designer and featured Dr. Kragor. I mean, that, that's correct. <laughs> that's that, true. That is a game in the game. Yeah, so just thought I'd share that. Seemed yeah. topical. <laughs> and we will, we will talk more Game of Wario, uh, I guess, in just a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, right, um, after, right after the then, break. I'm, I'm Neil. We got Mike and Scott signing off for this segment. (laughs) All right. Talk to you guys later.
everyone, and welcome to this segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson, and I am with Neil Ronahan. Hi. Hello. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Game and Wario. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Which, if you already listened to the first segment, um, you know generally how we feel about the game. But we're going to go a little bit more in depth with it now. Um, it comes out, what, this Sunday, I think? It comes out on 23rd? June 23rd. So uh, that's Sunday, I believe it'll yeah. be available at midnight, so... So if you're you know, want to stay up late for this one for this piece <laughs> of shit, I I hate being so negative about Game and Wario because it's not like it's a terribly like awfully made game. It's just so stupidly shallow. See, that's the thing. It's like it's not it's not like there's bad implementation of the gamepad for the most part anyway, and it's not like it's buggy or there isn't fun to have in it but like you said shallow is definitely the word i mean you can see everything this game has to offer within like an hour and a half to two hours yeah and yeah, there's I did. very yeah and you did that's right and there's very little like you want to revisit um but yeah you did for so for people who don't know um we got the review copy and I, I was reviewing it but neil was like oh i'll open this and check this out you know tonight before i send it to scott tomorrow and in that night of just like sort of just having fun with it you saw everything yeah you played the whole i game. saw the end credits i, I mean i didn't I know that a lot of the single-player games do kind of have, like, levels you can go through and you unlock stuff as you play more, yeah. but, yeah. eh, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, there's very few games you'll, you'll want to revisit. Um, I've got the list of games here. I figure we can go through and, and talk about each one a little bit. I didn't do this in the review because I didn't want to just, like, have a 2,000-word 2000 2000 yeah, review, I like, talking about every if, single game. If you do want to see that, read uh, Don Koopman's review from the Japanese launch because I think he yeah. was a little more didactic in... Uh, and how he just laid out all the games. He did, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I read his review today, actually, after I was done writing my review, because I wanted to check it out. And, yeah, he goes through game by game. He actually thought higher of the game than, than we both do. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, anyway, so let's go through. Um, so the, the there's 12 single-player games and four multiplayer games. Um, but it's weird that how they haven't broken up, because a few of the single-player games can actually be played two-player, but they're in the single-player menu, which is strange. Yeah. Um, so the, the first one is Arrow, um, which has you using uh, the gamepad to pull back an arrow, and then you aim at the TV with the gamepad, and then you let go of the touchscreen, and your arrow goes flying and kills robots. And, I mean, that's, that's, that's it. You pretty much it. You get shots that are, like, kind of, like, they're like bombs instead of just regular arrows. Yeah, you can rub the tip of the arrow, which is Wario's nose, when you have pepper, and, and yeah, you'll, you'll do a power shot. Yeah, and, like, um, guys will, you know, come off the screen and go jump on the, uh, the, the gamepad, and you need to, you know, shake them off and stuff. Yeah, tap the gamepad to get yeah. them off the gamepad. Yeah, which is kind of cute, but I don't know, like... I mean, I wrote this in my review, but it just feels like after playing something like Link's Crossbow Training or like House of the Dead, you know, Overkill and stuff like that, it just seems really weird to try to play a light gun game with yeah. the, the gamepad. I mean, I know you're doing the, the swiping motion on, on the gamepad, which is, I guess, a, a nice little touch, but like the aiming and stuff, it's just so clunky mm-hmm. um, coming from like aiming with, with a, like the sleekness of the, the Wii Remote. It just feels, it just feels off. I mean, I first played Arrow, um, I guess E three two thousand twelve when they showed when they revealed Game and Wario, and yeah. it was a really novel E three demo. Um, and I wound up, I think, playing it again because um, for those who went to any public event where the Nintendo had the Wii U playable, they basically had the same demos at everything up until hopefully after E three this year. Um, and I and I probably played it again and. 
I honestly could have just stopped playing after that. Like, as you do work your way through it, you know, they run some different bosses and stuff like that and some different enemies, but it's just, it's not something I want to play over and over again because it's so damn clunky. Right. Yeah, there's four stages to um to play in total. And, yeah, it just doesn't, I mean, it, like, it's okay, but it, there's no reason to, to go back to it whatsoever. Yeah, except um, for, I mean, there are high scores. Pretty much everything here is has high scores, but it's all local. No, right. no online high scores, which I really, I don't know why it's that fucking hard for Nintendo to make online leaderboards in anything. Right. If this game had online leaderboards, I honestly, the score would, would go up probably by like a point the, yeah. the score i gave it because it'd be so much more of an incentive to actually play these games multiple times and and uh and get good at them but right as it stands local leaderboards there's just no no reason to try yeah, that would require having another person in the house that wants to play these single player games which right that person does not exist no <laughs> i think now i did force lauren to play arrow because i didn't want to play that first level again um, yeah she didn't really care for it no yeah it's not really all that great. Um, the next game then that you unlock, and I, I should say with the single player, you, you start with Arrow, and then when you like beat the first stage, you unlock the next game. And it's it's that keeps, like a WarioWare game. Yeah, it keeps going until you unlock all of them. Like You just have to beat the first stage or like get a certain number of points in each game, and then you unlock the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one was Ski. Um, with this one, you're skiing down a slope, and you're tilting the gamepad to steer as you're going downhill. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, it's very simple. I mean, it it's once again like a lot of these where they show you a neat little like, oh, look, on the gamepad, I'm playing this game like it's a Flash game, and the people on the TV, it's like it's a 3D action game. Right, with like cool camera angles, yeah. and like, it, yeah, it looks very like action-packed, but right, what you're actually playing on the gamepad, a Flash game is a great way to describe it. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of like, these are kind of like, fucking shitty versions of Nintendo or Nintendo Land games. Because Ski yeah. is like a crappy F-Zero, Arrow is like a crappy Takamaru's Ninja Castle, and Takamaru's Ninja Castle was already pretty crappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, on this one, there's five stages, uh, you know, with, with different tracks, and then there's like an endless mode um, to, you know, just see how far you can get. But again, what's the point? With just local leaderboards, I mean, it's who, yeah. who are you really competing against? Um, and it's just not... I mean, this is the first one that really kind of uses all gyro for the gamepad, and so at the time, you're like, oh, okay, this is neat, but by the time you get to the end of the game, and we'll talk about it, but there's like four or five different games that just use the gyro sensor in the gamepad um, in different ways, so by the end of it, they all just become so, like, samey, because they're yeah. doing the, 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 well, literally the same things, um, so you're just kind of bored with the whole the whole concept by the end of it. Um, so yeah, that, not, not a huge fan of this one whatsoever. Uh, after that, you unlock Shudder, which I thought was actually pretty good. It's one of Shutter my favorites. Shudder is pretty cool, because that's also yeah. one of those ones where it gives you that kind of sense of, like, community play. Um, right, where, like, you could sit down with some friends, and they could be like, oh, over there in the right building, and yep. then you, you go. So yeah, so Shudder, uh, on the TV screen, there's a, a big scene going on. You're completely zoomed out. Um, it starts off with, like, just a town there's a few buildings and like some cars driving in the background but you unlock other things like there there's a, a musical where there's like an actual like musical production going on and you have to take pictures of the actors as they're coming on stage and doing things and then uh there's uh one where there's like ghosts haunting the town and you have to take pictures of the ghosts but you can't see them on the tv screen you don't see them till you take the picture of them uh and it develops on film so you kind of just have to look for weird things going on 
So that's pretty cool. And then you, you hold the gamepad up to, like, you know, in front of the TV, and you're using the screen as sort of like the zoom of the camera, and that's how you take your pictures. You adjust the zoom, and like Pokemon Snap, you get graded on the quality of your picture. So if it the just makes characters. Me Pokemon Snap. Seriously, I know. There's no excuse now. But, um, yeah, so you get graded on the picture, like, if the character's looking at you, if he's fully in frame, if he's smiling, that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, at the beginning of the, the stage, it gives you, like, five targets you need to take pictures of, so you have to find them in, in the uh, the scene that's going on and then snap their picture uh, before you run out of time or before you run out of film. And, um, yeah, this one was really fun, and I, I like the different stages, and, and, like I said, the ghosts add an interesting element in those stages, and... The musical scenes are cool because the actors are walking off and on stage, so you only have a certain amount of you know opportunities to, to take pictures of them. So it's um it's really well done, and this is one I went to back to a few times, and like you said, with friends, you know, sitting on the couch. Yeah. Um, like it's when a good I, when I played this, uh, Lauren was with me, and it was the kind of thing where it's like, oh look, there's that guy there, take a picture of him, or like, oh he popped out of that, you missed him. Um, and I mean, it was it was probably my favorite. Maybe not my favorite one out of the whole single-player batch, but it was definitely up there. Yeah, it's probably my second favorite. Well, we'll get to my favorite in, in a minute here. But um, it's it's very good, and good implementation of the just the gamepad. Like, it, yeah. it feels like something you couldn't have done, um, you know, without the gamepad. So just, that's oh pretty God, sweet. God, make Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Seriously, there's no excuse. This needs to happen. You could literally, same N64 graphics. I don't give a fuck. That game is gold. Yeah, that's money waiting to be made. They're idiots if they're not thinking about this, especially with the this Shutter minigame now. Yeah. Um. So then after that, you unlock Patchwork, which is sort of a, a weird puzzle game with the the two Cat uh, and Anna, the Katana sisters, and um, basically they slice a bunch of fabric into different shapes, and then there's this big grid, and you have to match the fabric onto the grid to make pictures. Um. It's kind of like a strange little. It kind of reminds me of Procross in a little way. A little bit. Um, but it's actually not bad for for what it is, and there's a lot of um, puzzles to do. Um, me, I mean, how you make a Picross <coughs> comparison? It's kind of like Picross, but Picross kind of sucked. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. Yeah, it really like it's isn't. Competent. There's a lot of stuff to do, but it's like, I mean, I'm trying to. There was totally a game I reviewed kind of recently that was like it was a puzzle game that was modeled after a puzzle game that I really liked. But it was just like a shitty puzzle game. I think Block Factory on eShop was something that I reviewed. That was, it tried to be a puzzle game, like all those other puzzle games you like, and it just sucked. Yeah, and that's how this is. Like it, like you said, competent is probably the best way to describe it. It's not exactly fun <laughs> in any way, and it's kind of confusing too. Yeah. Um, because the grid, like the the lines on the on the grid, all like overlap each other, so you have to find the exact right spot where these patches of fabric go, and it's not always like clear. So sometimes you're just kind of guessing, like just putting it randomly on the the canvas, and it eventually just sort of clicks. Um, but it, it's okay, and it's nice that there's so many puzzles. So if, if for some reason this one clicks for you, there, there's a lot to do, which is which is cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just sort of so so. Uh, then after that, you unlock Kung Fu, which is absolutely terrible. Um, so in this one, you have you're playing as a character who is just constantly jumping. You can't control it. He just as soon as he hits the ground, he jumps back up in the air, and you're looking down on the gamepad and you're tilting it forward, left, right, and back to make him move as he's jumping through the air. And you're jumping across platforms and um, just trying to get to the end before your before the timer runs out. And I mean that's basically it. And there's five levels of this game, which I don't know why there needs to be five levels of this game. I mean, <laughs> after the first level, you've seen you've seen the game, like you've seen everything you do. You literally just move a character as he jumps 
That's it. It's really bad. It's really bad. It looks great. It looks like Okami. Yeah. The, the art style is pretty sweet. It's got a cool sweet. art style, and it's also kind of like just a a nifty setup for everything, like how you're looking at the gamepad and looking at the TV, but it's just, it's, it's bad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just not fun. Um, then my, my favorite game of the whole bunch is Gamer, which is what you unlock next. Um, so this has two modes. Uh, the main mode has you playing classic um, WarioWare games on the gamepad. Um, you know, the kind of stuff where it's like yeah. press A to pick the nose or like input this command in three seconds to transform. Um, you know, don't get stomped on by the Bigfoot, that kind of stuff um, from the old WarioWare games. But meanwhile, on the TV screen, you're in your bedroom and you're supposed to be sleeping, but you're you're playing um, and your mom will periodically like just come into the room to make sure you're sleeping. Um, and the music starts to like get kind of like eerie and really tense as she's approaching so you hold the triggers to pause the game and pretend to sleep so she so she doesn't know you're playing. But while you're pretending to sleep, your stamina's draining. Like, you're actually getting tired um, unless she's in the room. If you're pretending to sleep while she's in the room, it doesn't drain. So the idea is you don't want to press the triggers to, like, the split second before she's about to come in. So you can play as long as, you know, as long as possible and, um, you know, get the highest score. Yeah. And I thought this one was really neat. And I like that there's, like, two ways to lose. I mean, you can literally lose just playing the WarioWare games, you know, if you just don't play the games right. Or you can lose by your mom catching you. I thought that was really, really neat. It's a game within a game. Yep. So, I like this one a lot. And then after you, uh, like, do well enough the first time, you unlock the second mode, which is literally just playing WarioWare on the gamepad. There's no mom or anything. <laughs> you literally <laughs> just play WarioWare, which is so great. Which is better um, than the actual thing. Like, I mean, I, I think it's neat, but it just, it would give me... It would make me just so distracted from actually playing the WarioWare game because I'd be worried about the mom finding me. Yeah. I have to say, I thought that was cool. It was like you were, like, having to focus on two things. It reminded me of, like, stuff, like, from Zombie U where it's, like, on the gamepad you're doing yeah. something, but you need to be aware of what's going on on the TV screen. I just thought it was kind of cool. But I do appreciate that you can literally just play WarioWare without that element, too, if you want to. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. That was a fun one to kind of pass around and play with a few people and see who could get the furthest. Um or work together, you know, have a friend say, oh, she's coming, she's coming. Um, that worked out pretty well. <clears throat> After that was design, which I thought was kind of neat. Like, it's not something you should buy this game for. I don't think you should buy this game anyway. But it, it's not, like, a standout or anything, but I thought it was kind of a, a neat concept and just proved to me, like, how horrible I am at, like, freehand drawing. <laughs> um, so in this one, there's commands that pop up. Um, like draw a two-inch line on the gamepad screen or draw a 55-degree angle or draw draw a triangle with four-inch sides. And after you do each, it grades you on how well you did. So it'll actually show you how long like the line was you drew or the angle you drew. And um, at the end, your, your drawings help like, create this robot. And it's not that great single-player, but it's one of the ones that after you play it once, you unlock a two-player mode. And I, my wife and I had a lot of fun doing this. Um, could you just pass the gamepad back and forth, and then at the end you see how everyone's, you know, how your drawings compared and who had the highest score. So it was kind of fun. Yeah, um, there was a E3 2011. There was a demo <clears throat> that was like this, except for it, it didn't have any any of the robot overtones. Yeah. Um, it was just all like, you know, draw a triangle of X length, and then you'd compete to see who could do it better. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, I think that's where this shines, is kind of in the, you know, person like like you know pvp as opposed to the you know trying to get it to make a robot right yeah it's much better as a, as a two-player game yeah. i thought hyper competitive and then you you know so if you're like playing second like you see what the person in front of you drew you don't get it's not graded to the end but you see like what he thought a two-inch line was so then it kind of has you wondering like 
oh, I think he was a little short, you know, like, I think I'm going to go a little longer or just, just different stuff <laughs> like that. It, it's pretty cool. Um, and by the end of it, like you, you'll probably get really good at being able to freehand those measurements. <laughs> like I can probably draw a really good two inch line now from playing that a few times. Um, but yeah, that was pretty sweet. I, I like that. Like I said, nothing, it's not a showstopper by any means, but I, I thought it was, it was kind of interesting. Um, after that you unlock Ashley, which is a really terrible, like, shoot 'em up, um, where you don't do any yes. of the shooting. Yep. Um, you use the gamepad's gyro sensor to move Ashley as she's flying from left to right horizontally, um, and you use it to, like, kind of avoid obstacles and just navigate the level while she automatically shoots enemies that approach, and then you just collect, like, the little gems that they drop, um, which was just stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. Yeah. So not only is it boring because you're not doing any of the shooting, but then it's just sort of unresponsive because you're using a gyro sensor to navigate rather than just being able to press like up or down. Yep. Um, so this one was bad. Very bad. There's three stages. I don't think you'll even play two of them. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, I guess I did play two. I played two of the three just because there was a view in the game. If I wasn't reviewing the game, I never would have gone back. But um, then after that, you have Taxi. Um, Which is another... pretty cool. See, I really didn't didn't really get into it it's okay um so on the gamepad you're you're driving a taxi and there's ufos picking up um like farm animals or pedestrians just depending on the stage and you have to shoot down the ufos pick them up and then sort of like crazy taxi like take them back to like this like Mm -hmm. rally point um which wasn't bad and then on the tv screen there's like the whole map yeah, um so like you can see where the ufos like a are top down perspective and then on the gamepad it's from like first person driving. first person yeah in the taxi yeah the only thing i didn't like is i felt like it should have been reversed like in every wii u game to this point like the gamepad's always like yeah. sort of the map and all the actions on the top screen um it wasn't it, not that it was that bad but i kind of felt like i, I would have preferred it if i was doing all the driving on the top screen yeah and then a little map on the on the bottom that. screen yeah but, I mean, it, it's fine. It, you know, it was okay. I, I didn't really have any reason to kind of go back to it. But it, it, there nothing wrong with it. it. It was a decent concept, and I appreciate that it wasn't using gyro controls, like, like half the game. So that it wasn't bad. Um, speaking of gyro controls, then we had Pirates, um, which is a sort of, like, weird rhythm game. Which was another one that showed up at E3 2011. Okay. I forget the name of it. Um. But that was one of the standout demos at E3 2011 uh, that everyone oh, was it? Because it was very, you know, WarioWare and Rhythm Heaven-esque. Yeah. But the thing that I noticed from playing the full thing is basically, like, that demo was what this is. Right, like, there was nothing added to it. Like, yeah. it, it's exactly, they just shipped it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so there's uh, ships straight ahead of you, to the left, to the right, and then above you. And in time with the beat, like, Wario will say, like, center, left, right, and then you gotta, like, hold the gamepad in front of you, to the left of you, and to the right of you, and to block arrows coming at you, and then you shake the gamepad to, to knock them off. And, I mean, that that's pretty much it. It's, it's very colorful, you know, it, it's not it's not bad, but there's just not, I don't know, there's just not a lot going on. Like, once you've played one level, you've pretty much seen everything there is to do. Um, then there's a little like musical breakdown at the end where I guess they expect you to like get off your couch and kind of like dance with the gamepad, but I never did any of that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then they'll, at the end it grades like how many arrows you blocked and like how enthusiastic you were, I guess, with your dancing and just all kinds of stuff. But it it seems like this one wouldn't be bad with a big group of people just because it makes you look so dumb. Um, especially the dancing portions, but it's just sort of like, it's just kind of weird. It didn't really do anything for me. Um, and then after that, you unlock bowling, 
which I, I know you had some 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 good things to say about bowling, Neil. Oh, really? Are we almost done? Like, it feels like we barely talked about any games, but yeah. oh, Game & Wario just sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so I got to bowling, and like, uh, I guess uh, Pirate's the last one, because then it goes to the credits. And then at yeah. the end of the credits, spoiler, like someone's just like, oh, let's go bowl. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, cool, they're going to have like a Wii Sports bowling, but with Wario characters or something yeah. silly like that. And then I see it's like, you know, drag on the touchscreen to bowl. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I literally yeah. have a Wii remote on the table <laughs> over there. And you're making me do a bowling game in which I have to like, it's basically like I'm playing a browser game. Yeah. Using my mouse to, you know, click and drag the direction that I want. Like I'm playing like elf bowling or one yeah. of those stupid games from 15 years ago. Yep, that's right. And you can tilt the game pad to change your direction after you bowl. And it's... It's not even like a real bowling game because it's just like a skill shot contest. Yeah. Um, it's like, this is probably what made me really despise the game. I was <laughs> mildly okay with it being like, oh, you know, there's not much to it, but I'm having some fun. And I got to this point, I'm like, this is your reward? Yeah. And I wrote about this in my review. It was similar to the arrow thing, but it's just like, we already got the pinnacle of video game bowling with Wii Sports, yeah. as crazy as that sounds. But I mean, you're not going to do video game bowling better than that. Unless, like, you make Mario bowling or something, and it's just totally fleshed out with some crazy, like, RPG mode. Yeah. But on top of, like, but apart from that, like, just mechanically speaking, like, it's not going to get better than Wii Sports. And so now, yeah, you have this kind of crummy bowling game where you're you're just using the game bad to the flip the ball down the lane. Play was more fleshed out than this <laughs> stupid bowling game. Yeah, it's it's really disappointing. Um, and yeah, that it's like the big unlockable. I mean, in the embargo sheet we got for this game, it said you could talk about every single game except bowling up until June 13th. After yeah. June 13th, you could talk about it, but bowling specifically was embargoed. Yeah. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, especially because, I mean, like, I guess the super secret is... You remember that bird game from the first WarioWare? Well, it's back. Yeah, with a vengeance. <laughs> yeah, um, which I, I really only played that uh, in Birds and Beans on the DSiWare. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, that's because I I didn't actually own... War, I, I never owned a copy of the first WarioWare game on Game Ooh. Boy Advance until I became an ambassador. I played it, but I just never owned a copy of it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's awesome. My, my first experience to WarioWare was there was the demo that was on like that one GameCube disc that you could get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I had friends in school that had it, and I would just play it on theirs, and I didn't see any reason for why I'd have to get it. Uh, yeah. up until the I got WarioWare Touched was the first one that I owned. Touched was really good, yeah. Yeah, and then I played Twisted and realized that I was wrong because Twisted is incredible. Yeah, Twisted is very great, and few people played it. I don't yeah. just I guess I don't know. It's kind of a, a niche product, I guess. But the... yeah, I think it actually came out after Touched. Mm, I think you're right, yeah. That probably didn't help. <laughs> um, but the one thing that they apparently do with Bird, and I didn't actually suffer through bowling enough to unlock this, mm -hmm. um, is that, like, you're just kind of playing it normally on the gamepad, and then on the TV, it's, you know, in a cool art style. I think it's vice versa. Uh, I think okay. on the TV, it's like a modern, kind of, like, clean-looking, and then on the gamepad, it's, like, Game & Watch style, uh, like, right. like LCD graphics. I think. it's It's one or the other, but yeah. There's two ways to look at it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just bird. I mean, yeah, you're shooting your tongue out diagonally to catch, you know, seeds as they're falling, and if you miss them, it destroys part of your, you know, platform, and yep. platform's completely destroyed, that's it. 
Um, it's not bad, you know. It's very arcadey, but it's just not much of like a end game reward, really. I don't yeah. know. Um, and, and that's it, yeah. that's the entire single player experience. That's it. Yep. I and would yeah, say like that I the said. multiplayer is at least more interesting. I mean, especially like the some of the five player ones. Yeah. So um, yeah, the the multiplayer. There's four multiplayer games. Yeah. Um, there's Fruit, Disco, Sketch, and Island. Um, Fruit, I think, has kind of been the most like talked about already. Yeah, they had a um, big. They, they showed it <coughs> off at a, I think, a Nintendo Direct. Where yeah, that's it's like Spy Party, where you have one person using the gamepad, moving a character around amongst a group of people, and trying to steal fruit, while everyone else, without a game controller in hand just tries to watch the TV and figure out who the human is that's taking the fruit. And that's what's kind of cool, because, like, the Wii did a good job of, like, breaking down barriers for people to play games, and then this kind of takes it one step further, because, like you said, you're not even holding a controller. Yeah. Like, you're literally just watching the TV. Um, so, like, anyone can play this game, which is kind of cool. I mean, And it gets a lot better with more people, obviously. Yeah, and, I mean, it is the kind of thing where it does say, you know, only two to five players, but really you could have as many people as you want. Yeah, totally. Um, you could have teams. You could have, and, like, I, and I think two. Fruit's really neat, but I, I'd rather kind of see it fleshed out more in like a, a full like you know $5 eShop game or something as opposed to yeah. the, like the side mini game that it is here. Yeah, that's true. But it, it's a cool concept, and, and it's fun, and it's fun to kind of like go back and forth between a thief and, and you know being one of the agents trying to figure out who the thief is. So yeah. it's not bad. And then the I think the the other really great multiplayer game is Sketch, um, which is literally just Pictionary, but, but it's, it's a lot a of really fun. it's a well-done version of Pictionary. It is, it is, for up to five people. So one person has the gamepad, and on the gamepad it gives, like, a, a word, and then you have to draw the word. And then on the TV screen you're seeing the drawing as it's happening, and once someone guesses the word on the gamepad you just hit, you know, correct, or that someone yeah. got it, and then it moves on to the next word, and you've got, like, two minutes to just draw as many as you can, and then you, you get your score at the end. Yeah, and it's um, like, you know, you want to work together because you want to get the highest cumulative score at the end. Yes, yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it, but it is the kind of thing where, once again, because the only interaction with the game is really the person drawing on the gamepad, like, I was bummed that when I sent this game to you that I was like, oh man, I can't play that game anymore. And then Lauren and I just literally played Pictionary and it was the same kind of thing. Yeah, and Sam mentioned that in my review. It's like, this game is great, but it's nothing you couldn't do with just a pad of paper and a marker, you know, or, you know, and just some, some suggestions written down on paper. Um, so it's like the kind of thing where it's like, this is fun, but you don't buy the game for this because you could do this for free. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is kind of unfortunate, but it, it, is, a, it is a fun game. Um, could you, did you play Disco at all? Could you get the hang of it at all? Um, I kind of understood it. Lauren didn't. Yeah. So. It didn't last long because we played around and she just didn't enjoy it. Yep, same um, here. I was like, I think I understand what we're supposed to be doing. And then Tabby was like, I don't like this at all. Let's just draw pictures again. And I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of what happened to me, too. Once we started yeah. playing Sketch, I was like, Lauren, I want to play the single player game. And she's like, no. No, we're drawing. Because <laughs> yes. um, um, Disco, you're playing on the gamepad. And basically you have like one person on you know one side and one person on the other. And you have a couple buttons that then you can press in an order and it sends like, like, you know, like guitar hero notes at the other people. And then the other person needs to kind of react to that by pressing the same buttons that you did. In like in rhythm. Yeah. To like block the attacks. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool idea. And I like the idea of holding the gamepad like that, like competitively with 
two people looking down at the screen and like holding each holding well, an what, end of it. That's what I mean. We talked about We Party You in the last segment. We Party You seems to basically do everything about Game and Wario, but right. Oh, okay. Like they have a cool little foosball thing where you're playing foosball on the gamepad. It's kind of oh, wow. awesome. That is cool. Yeah, that's a cool. That's a neat idea. Like a cool way to sort of implement it. But yeah, the disco thing. It just didn't. I didn't get the hang of it. I mean, I guess if two people really got it, it could get pretty competitive. But it, it just seemed kind of kind of dumb to me. It didn't really didn't really work for us. Um, and then there's Island, which is kind of like uh, almost like a shuffleboard type game, I guess. Um, like you're, you, it's so you have like vague a, resemblances to Monkey Target, but Monkey I Target thought that is too. actually good. Yeah, I got a Monkey Target vibe vibe too. Um, so you're basically looking down at like a big island with with like a dartboard on it, basically with scores for for different parts depending if you land there, and you throw a bunch of critters on it and just try to get the highest score, and then you can like mess with your friends by purposely throwing your critters at their critters, to like knock them into lower scoring portions of the island, or just completely knock them off the island. And you go a couple rounds till you're completely out, and then whoever has the highest score wins. Yeah. Um, and that's I mean that's basically it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't find it very interesting. Yeah, that was probably my least favorite multi. Well, I don't know. I think I hated Disco more. <laughs> yeah, but we played that one last, and it was just like, eh, let's just go back to the sketch. Yeah. Um. So, and that I mean that that's it. Those are your sixteen games. Um. There's things you get coins every time you play a game, and you can go to a little vending machine to unlock these little kind of bonuses. And and actually, it's more than just sort of like little things that sit like on a virtual shelf like you kind of do play with them like you get like a i don't know like a bubble wand and then you blow them into the gamepad's microphone to make bubbles um and like different little things but they're not games they're not anything to like really compel you to play a bunch to unlock everything but they're they're it's not completely lazy they're they're kind of funny um and then there is meverse sketch which i couldn't try because obviously the meverse channel is not yeah. uh, not up yet but basically it's sketch but on meverse so you get suggestions of what to draw, and then you draw, and then people on Meverse guess what what you drew, which is kind of cool. It's a neat idea, um, but it's not like built into the game really, and it's not. You don't really. I don't think you get much for doing it. But like I said, I couldn't really try it out. So, um, so that's it. Um, I my review will be up by the time you hear this. You can read my review, but I, I gave the game a, a five point five. Um, there's just a few a few really good games that I have fun with, but there's just so much that's not interesting and that I never want to play again. And it, it outweighs what I would want to play again. And it's just weird because it doesn't fill either void of like what you'd be looking for right now. It's not a compelling single player game that's going to hold you over till like Pikmin comes out. And it's not the kind of game you're going to pick up for like your next big party to play with a bunch of people. Cause there's just like, there's not a lot of great multiplayer stuff and there's not a lot of great single player stuff. Um, that was my overall sort of impression. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, even for $40, even at a discounted price, it just doesn't seem worth it. Like, if I bought this game, day it came out, 40 bucks, I think I would have been really disappointed with my purchase. Especially because I would have bought it digitally and I couldn't have sold it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have anything else to, to add in about it, Neil? I mean, I know you only had the one night with it, but... I mean, not really. I mean, it's just that it was very disappointing. And the fact that, like, this is the <clears throat> new game to come out between April and fucking July... Right, Nintendo. Like it's really disappointing. This is this game is worse than we play, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it's just disappointing for the legacy of WarioWare because, like, I feel like Touched and Smooth Moves really did well to sort of illustrate how new hardware could be used to play games and were genuinely funny and fun to play. 
And I know this isn't technically a WarioWare game, but I mean, really, it, it's all part of the same series, if you ask me. And it's just really disappointing that it's as sort of bland and, and uninteresting as yeah. it is. Um, yeah, just very disappointing. So, sorry if you were looking forward to this one and then really pumped to uh, to have us bridge the uh, the lull here this summer, but probably just download some virtual console games, I guess, until Pikmin comes out. So, well, that's it. Well, thanks, Neil, for being here and talking shit about Game & Wario with me. Yeah, um, and I'm oh, sorry if you buy this this weekend. We warned Yeah, you. maybe rent it, you know. Yeah. If you but, can still do that, I don't know. Did did Microsoft ban that all? Or wait, no, no yeah. they went back on their word. So. Yeah, they went back on that, so now it's fine. Video stores yeah. are safe. We're all, we're all good here. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we will uh, talk to you guys later. Yep, yep. Bye. Bye. everyone uh i am dan cookman and this is a segment for connectivity it's about the nintendo 3ds who thought um no really we're talking about the new street pass games which were released in japan and europe this week and therefore i bought an american on stage <laughs> yeah nowhere in north america to be seen yeah because i couldn't find anybody else to talk about it really so <laughs> you're, you're going to do with the best guy who is around it that's actually Justin Baker. Yep. So I will talk about what I know and what I've seen, although I've yet to uh, have the pleasure of playing them. Well, he's going to... You're possibly the best guy who asks questions because you've barely seen any of the stuff. So Yeah, and I'm definitely you, super excited. Yeah. So For you, it will actually be all fresh. So I'm kind of actually excited to do this. Um, so the Street Pass games... Let's talk about this very quick first. We're actually kind of surprising that those were released because they were released without any fanfare. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that Nintendo Nintendo Japan put up a page and it was released, it was available, there was a system update, we all downloaded it. So, mm-hmm. in comparison to the American update where there were just like smaller changes in the European and Japanese update, they added a whole bunch of stuff to the street pass me plaza, um, which we didn't saw coming initially. Um, well, J- Japan put up a page directly for it. So everybody knew, but, uh, for America didn't know what's going on. And Europe was like, okay, we got them. So in the first <laughs> few days, we couldn't download any of the games because of a server issue and only people with like small plus less than one hundred people could download it from the get go. Like the it, rest of us had to f- wait till Thursday. 
it definitely seemed oddly rushed out for something that no one knew was coming. Yeah, it's like, what are the, I don't know about you, but I, I talked about it on Twitter. I was like, wouldn't there have been this like a nice E three surprise like during the <laughs> right? Nintendo, like during the Nintendo Direct? I mean, between Pokemon and the new Mario, like also 3ds, we have a new system update coming. Mm-hmm. It's like. I don't- I don't know why they didn't. I mean, and plus the other stuff aside from the Mi Plaza. I mean, the the save data backup. That's that's pretty big news. I mean, that's important for some people. You know, also, also like a smaller touch. You can actually set now the resolution. No, the 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 brightness also in the system settings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, those are smaller but interesting things. I wonder why Nintendo <laughs> did not talk about them in the slightest. I mean, we got the press release on the day that actually those games were fixed in Europe, but not directly when they were fixed, but a couple of hours after. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that is something, I guess, but it's barely enough. I mean, we didn't even get the water's floating head, so I don't know what to think <laughs> of that either. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, the Street Pass update. So before I go in like the game stuff, there... There are also some like some smaller HUD changes. For example, when you now make a message for Street Pass, there is now also an option to add an emoticon, like a smile, like a smiley face, or like a drooly face, or like an angry face, or a sad mm-hmm. face, just like on Miiverse. I haven't but, seen I haven't seen those in the North American one. I wonder if they're there yet, and if they are, if they're the same emoticons. Well, they are part of that initial update. So mm-hmm. America doesn't have that initial update at all. So okay. they don't see the new front end. Exactly. I checked on my North American 3DS. It's not there. We don't. Uh, I mean, we got nothing. We didn't get emoticons. We didn't get games. We didn't get hats. We, we, you don't even get uh, the snazzy new looks for all the Street Pass games, like the new section and new plaza. Mm-mm. Um, which is basically... Um, it used to be that all of the Street Pass games were gathered on a list. So Street Pass Quest 2, Street Pass Quest 1, and then Puzzle Swap, I believe. Right. Was it Puzzle Swap? I don't know. It was. It was. Well, in America, it's Find Me 1 and 2 and then Puzzle Swap. But yeah. Yeah. I think Puzzle Swap is the same, same name everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there is like... Similar to how you have like a preview screen on like every single 3DS game when you put in their cartridge or have a download game or what have you, these all of these games have now also their own splash screen. Hmm. So there's a splash screen for for a puzzle swap, one for Street Pass Quest, and all for all of the four new games. Mm-hmm. Um, so before you start the game, you can actually see like some of the me's will jump up and say. Oh, I've got this. <laughs> so for some for some games it's actually pretty significant. For example, for like uh some of the games we get into, like Street Pass Battle or Street Pass Garden, it's important that you find me to have the game as well. Uh right. because you get better rewards out of it. So that's actually kind of a neat touch. Um so those are more the small touches. Let's not talk about the games because that's pretty much where everybody is coming here for. Yeah, I want to start um, with Street Pass Squad because that's the one that I'm most excited about. Yeah, that's a side-scrolling shooter by Goodfeel, of all people. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, is it just me, or does the ship look oddly similar to Opa Opa from Fantasy Zone? Yes, and it's it's more of a, p- a pod exactly. It's more of a pod feel. It's a little it. different, but I was watching yeah. it on YouTube and I had the video real little because I hadn't blown it up yet, and I was yeah. like, "No!" And I blew it up, and it wasn't. But that was my first inclination. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, Good Fuel were responsible for um, Kirby's Epic Yarn, uh, Wario Land Shake It, um, also the Zyra game. I can't remember what it's called. Um, doesn't really matter. But they have now made something for the 3DS, and it's a Street Bus game. Who knew? Uh, I say who knew a lot in this episode. <laughs> wow. Um, so, you control a ship, and what you do with your Street Pass is, is every single color um, is a weapon. Like, if you get a red one, it's, of course, fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you get, for example, a blue one, it's not water, because perhaps that doesn't make sense. It are just rockets. <laughs> Um, and then well, that's like better purple, than a water gun. So yeah. purple, I believe, is like a laser. Um, black is like um, razor sharp edges that go around the area and blow stuff up. Um, every single one of these colors has an initial weapon. Um, the trick about this is is that you can only have like three in the front and one at the back who can shoot weapons. But what do you do with the rest of those mees? Um Every time you put a me after the initial one, uh, the weapon will level up. Okay. And you can do it up to two times, so it will go up from level two to level three. It will make the the weapons more effective, um, but it's also easier for enemies to, for example, touch your ship and blow off one of these me's away. Now, does it? Is it kind of like? Um... Street Pass quest in that the more times you've tagged that me in Street Pass, does it get more powerful just from gaining levels, or is it just whenever you add more guys? No, it's it just whenever add you guys, and that's a running theme for for the games here. It doesn't really matter how many times you Street Pass someone. Hmm. Um. It it's more about who you Street Pass. Right, getting the right colors. Yeah. Now, well. The wep- the weapons are mostly good. It doesn't really matter which weapon you get, except for one, which isn't really powerful. I don't think... I think there are the bombs. You can shoot bombs, but even at level 1, they go insanely slow, and they are not very helpful. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the weapons, they are pretty cool. Um, but... So you go through those stages, and uh, your initial goal is to get a high score, which you can also exchange for Street Pass at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um... You have to collect like five special gems to help yourself to the top of the high score, which is an extra goal you can get. So at the end of every stage, you are always rewarded with an exchange booth ticket. Um, These tickets, which can also be earned on other games, grant you access to four new hats every single day of your choosing. Yeah, well, you, you pay for one, but and you can already see like the the name and like a shadowy figure of what the hat will look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's up to you which hat you want and which ones you don't. Um, I I like Squad a lot, especially in the aspect of like the bosses, because there's this story going on where you're the lead commander of this Me Force space team. <laughs> 
and you always have to find new recruits to help you along the way. Mm-hmm. And it, it's pretty much a story against space pirates. Right. And you go through, like, the first world is a beach. Then you have a tropical a tropical world, like a jungle world. And the third one is a theme park. I'm not the final world yet. But uh, it has some nice music to it. Um, it plays well enough as a side-scrolling shooter. It, it's also just a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also one that you can easily return to older levels and still have a blast because of those high scores. So even when you're done, uh, uh, there are still a lot of goals to go for. And that's the interesting thing because every single one of those new Street Pass games also have its own set of accomplishments. Kind of like achievements? Well, just like on the Street Pass Meat Plaza, uh, they added in the previous update those accomplishments for oh, the right, goals right, right. You, can, you can get. But every one of those games has like 22 accomplishments on their own. Oh, wow. Now, does it have any of the um, things where you have to have certain colors, like specific weapons to damage certain enemies, or they're more effective? Or um, Yeah, there were one instance where you have to like attack ghosts, and you can easily avoid them. They're no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would have been more helpful to have the purple weapon, which is a special sort of whip, uh, which you can move them directly out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not a big issue. You can still avoid them and complete the level as usual, but it will raise your high score a little better if you have to ride weapons upon you. Right, so kind of the same, but not not nearly as restrictive as something like Street Pass Quest, where there were points where if you didn't have the right color, you couldn't progress. Yeah, it's it's way less restrictive in that matter. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, so we move on to the next one, or do you have any other questions about this one? Um, no, I think that's all I got on that one. Okay. Um, so, which one do you want to hear next about? Let's see. Let's uh, we'll save we'll save that one. Let's do Street Pass Garden because that's the one that seemed the least interesting to me. And I- it's it's surprising how many people will say that on their initial try, mm-hmm. and I totally get where they're coming from because Street Pass Garden. It's a slow burn at the beginning. It it takes a while to get going. Um, you have to like plant a seed in a pot, and then a bunch of mees come come about, and then uh, give the give the plant some water of the flower. Mm-hmm. Um, after they have done that a certain amount of times, though, um, pollination happens, and you can acquire like new seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on the mees that grow, like for example, a certain certain flower, um, it's easy, easier for you to get new breeds of flowers or different colors or anything in between, um, because the seeds have always like a balance. Sometimes you can get like a good opportunity out of it to get like a complete new breed, but sometimes like the the chance that you'll get a new breed out of a certain seed is insanely low. Mm-hmm. Um, the the good thing about it is the seeds that you don't need then you can sell and you get money for them and you can buy like various items to build up a garden on your own and all of this sort of stuff. Um it seems like insanely dorky <laughs> but I enjoy this pretty much so. So it's just kind of a slow burn as compared to something like Street Pass Squad. It's, it's, it's more easy going. There are accomplishments, though. Don't get me wrong. There is mm-hmm. still a goal in the game. Um, your goal is to get, like, of the various flowers there are, uh, 20 of them. 
mm-hmm. uh, to become this uh, master gardener. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it isn't it is surprisingly hard to get like the correct amount of seeds upon you mm-hmm. uh, because even though you think always think to have a good chance upon a new breed. Um, the stats of every seed will tell you if there's a good chance it will just get a recolor, reskin of the same flower you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always this this excitement to find out if you are on the correct track or not. Right. Yeah. And in the game, you can also like view upon other people's uh, gardens who already made progress that far into the game. Mm-hmm. And the fun part about it is you can also take screenshots of it, which are insanely huge. Like the normal 3DS screenshots are like 400 by uh, 240, but these are like 800 by 480, like the largest <laughs> 3DS screenshots that will render from the 3DS. Well, so you can show off your flowers in high resolution. It, yeah, and also like um, like your own garden as well. Yeah. Because you can also set like various things in the garden and make it more of your own. Mm. And the 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 selection of things that you actually can buy for it uh, changed to day to day, so there's some randomness to it, and I like it, I like it a lot. But it's it's something that it's something that you have to get into. It's it's not ex- exactly the same game thing as the other three. It's not as action packed, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's a lot of interesting stuff to it, and mm-hmm. I actually like it a lot. Um. It's also surprisingly if it's made by Gresso, who made the only title they have made before is, of course, uh, Legend of Zelda or Queen of Time 3D. Mm-hmm. So it's actually nice to see something original from them. And right, definitely. I, and I actually appreciate it a lot. So um, it was fun at the very least. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's do uh, Street Pass Mansion next, because I'm playing a lot of Luigi's Mansion right now. So this is interesting to me. Uh, Street Pass Mansion um, to, to for starters is made by Probe, mm-hmm. who is of course led by Yuki Naka, one of the co-creators of Sonic the Hedgehog. And what they have made is a mix between a puzzle game and an action game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's this one is going to take some adi- initial explanation because it's a hard larger larger to explain actually. Um, so you are the boss of an investigative bureau, and your assistant has already gone into this mysterious mansion and has been missing for quite a while now. You decide to enter this mansion um, unaware that there are ghosts in there. Um, so you hop in in there and you are stuck. So, the first thing that you get equipped with is a gun. Um, well, more of a le- magic gun with like a specific magical power, like fire or what have you. Mm-hmm. And what this turns into is like this very simple RPG where the, the process is that you have to like fill up the meter of the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and how far do you get, the more damage you'll do to your enemies. Okay. Um, what's interesting about it is. All of the enemies have their various elements too, so you have to find what is effective to them. Uh, mm. You can upgrade your weapons to various skills. There are like stones in the game where you can also upgrade those those weapons further and mm-hmm. advance them more. Right. Uh, that's the action part of it, but um, 
your final goal in the game is to get to the 30th floor of the mansion. But the problem is that all of the levels are completely empty and you can't walk up upon nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where uh, the street pass me's come in check because they have all pieces on them which can fill up the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, it is handy um, in any case to have as much of the same color as possible. Why that is, is because you will get more rewarded with special treasure ch- treasure chests and special items to help you keep going into the game. Because everything you obtain, like health, uh, new items, better weapons, um, stat upgrades, are through um, these treasure chests. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important to find as much of the same color as possible. It's not a requirement, but so be aware that when you do that, you will encounter more enemies than is possibly necessary for you. Right. But you get some nice rewards out of it. I think I got some really advanced weaponry because I had like five of the color red. Mm -hmm. And it helped to also fill up the room pretty quicker without having to go through all of these enemies all over again. Right. Um, And sometimes you also get like random stuff like initial extra ticket booth tickets or if you advance that far initial extra upgrades every single time to upgrade your weapons Mm. so there's some good stuff there and as well um you encounter me's who will then help you on your quest against the next bunch of enemies right yeah well it's nice that they would that they would have it to where getting a lot of the same color is beneficial because by contrast you know things like street pass quest if you got a lot of the same color, you know, it didn't really help you out that much. And especially, like, I don't know, I mean, in my area anyways, the people I usually street pass, it's a lot of, like, blue and black and red and that's it. Yeah. So I would have to look for days until I found a yellow or whatever color I needed. So it's nice that they're kind of making it to where if you have a lot of people of the same color, that's beneficial instead of hurting you. Yeah. So it's a again, it's a big contrast from Street Pass Quest because you get more rewards if you have the same color. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is kind of tricky in that you have to also have to do in the battle system a lot of guarding and like quick counter attacks because the enemy enemies become kind of tricky up from like the third floor already. So it becomes kind of a challenge to like beat every single level and keep yourself in the race pretty much mm-hmm. because if you lose all of your health and you still have a bunch of me's that's it your turn is over you can't do anything with those me's right so it's important to keep yourself as much as possible well in the game and coordinate yourself around those enemies as smartly as you possibly can mm-hmm. um the game has a lot of depth to it and i barely have experienced the full depth of it all i mean i'm still at the third or fourth floor Right. Um, some walls that where you can possibly get into is the frustration with not finding the the stairs to the next floor. Like you get these pieces, but if your floor is pretty much almost filled up, you have big problems placing those blocks into the right areas because if they don't fit, they're lost on you. You can't do anything with them. Um, so it becomes also this micromanagement of placing the blocks well enough to have enough room to keep yourself that way 
in the race. Right, so you don't so get stuck. It, it, it's, a, it's a management game, it's an action game, it's a puzzle game. And there are more puzzles if you find the Mies. Um Also, because some Mies will have these puzzle boxes where you have to place blocks in the environment as well to kind of test your skills. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of cool things there. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, uh, but it's not an easy game. It it it's a it becomes kind of tactical. Right. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we got one left. Let's do Street Pass Battle, which yeah, I'm I'm a big strategy game fan, so this one I'm really interested in. Uh, so yeah, this final one is made by Spike Chunsoft, who make the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games and Siren the Wanderer and what have you. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly enough, they didn't make mention. Um, <laughs> they 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 made a battle game, which is pretty much it's pretty much simplified to its simplest simplest core. But um, there are some elements to it. Um, so Street Pass Battle is it opens with you wanting to start your own kingdom in a remotely place, and the first thing you do is like build up a castle. Mm-hmm. And the fun starts because you can choose from like a Japanese castle, a medieval castle, or you can become just a technological kingdom. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool that they would mix it like that. Yeah. Um, it, it starts with that. So, how you collect the units for your army? Because, like the title says, it's a battle game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think that it would come across with the Mishu Street Pass, correct? Right. Um, not exactly. It's still with the Mister Street Pass, but it is it's about their me population in their plaza. So, like, if I have more me's in my plaza, I'll bring over more guys with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I have like yeah. a lot in there, so I'll be really good for someone to street pass me. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody has like one thousand um people in their plaza. It will add one thousand troops to your list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although, if the the so, so if you think that the f- let me do that sentence again. However, if they have a significant amount of people in their plaza or have played the game, that's also mm-hmm. a possibility. Um, it's it's pretty much more if you have the game, then. You can challenge them to a battle and mm-hmm. get like the the complete set of their troops. So if they play the game and have, for example, like five thousand troops in their army already, mm-hmm. and you beat them at uh, an initial game, then you get all of their troops added to your to your one as a bonus. Okay. Well, you can, you can decline it though, and you get a little amount of soldiers for it, but it's not as much as sweet as the reward you would get if you actually go on those battles. Right. Now, um, yeah. does it so, inform them? Like, if you street pass them again, does it tell them that you beat them or anything? Or do you have you seen anything like that? Um, um, I believe you isn't shown. It's um, not? No, I don't believe it is. Mm. I could be wrong, though. Um, but what are the battles? Because we're talking about battles. Right. But the people are wondering, asking, what the hell are these battles actually about? So... These battles are, you have to locate or section your your soldiers into three 
separate areas. Mm. And those three separate areas are determined by a simple game of rock, paper, scissors. Um, so, for example, like the easiest level, all of them will will have like like the the rock on them, the rock motion. Mm-hmm. So I had like two papers and a scissor. So of course I would dump over my units on those two and go in there with with all guns blazing. At, at, at the beginning, this is very easy. Although later in the game, they will mix up all three of them. And sometimes you have to put like a big bunch of guys against something you're actually weak against. But if the force is strong enough, um, you could still win, but still lose like a lot of guys afterwards in the progress. Mm-hmm. Um, you also lose a lot of guys if you actually lose, but that's <laughs> a whole other story entirely. Now, I mean, is there any um, like strategy in where you place your units? Like, are you placing them on a field or anything? You're 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 placing them again in sections. So, so it's just are, yeah. Okay, so it's just those three sections, and then they just yeah. kind of go at it. But but if you make poor decisions, like before the fact, it it will burn you badly. Right. Um, along the way, you collect materials to build up your castle, which can grow in levels and. It can help you with regaining units and getting more extras out of it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It's a very simple game. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's one of the I think of the four. It's the most simplest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the the whole like taking over regions, like the whole kingdom campaign, um, and you you get some nice banter between the characters out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it's pretty much this. It's pretty much battle after battle. And building up your castle, right? Um, and there, are, I think there's like twenty countries totally to conquer, and not every single time you have street pass people, you'll be able to able to defeat them because some of them have like fourteen thousand right. troops, and it will take you a while <laughs> to get them all up to the level you need. Mm-hmm. So I've been mostly spending them to build up my castle. Now, whenever you build up your castle, does it just make it larger? I mean, is is there any added benefit to growing your kingdom? Well, you get some units back, and you get some some extra items to help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's more of a long term reward than a short term reward. Right. Okay. Excellent. Well, I forgot to ask about this in all of the games, but how do um how are, do they use play coins in in them? Okay, so let me do this very short. Play coins in Street Pass Squad is pretty much getting units back mm-hmm. or giving your ship a small upgrade. Okay. Um, Street Pass Guarding is again bringing people in the in the garden again. Right. Um, Street Pass Battle is um, paying for additional units. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street Pass Mansion is getting additional additional pieces for you won't know which color you get, so it can also totally screw you over in the end. Right, so kind of like in Puzzle Swap when you pay for a piece and it just gives you a random puzzle piece. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, I'm very excited for all of these. I hope they come to America soon. Yeah, I, I hope so too. <laughs> it's uh, kind of weird to have this trend where Europe is constantly getting stuff earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it anymore. It's becoming, <laughs> it's, it's, it's becoming weird because I'm still talking about this freely and Americans say, yeah, shut up. We still don't have it. It's like, 
I'm sorry, I really am. It's definitely a deviation from the norm. I don't I don't know what Nintendo is playing at. I don't know what game they got going on. I don't know. <laughs> but um yeah. So, um one thing about the exchange booth, uh finally I guess, is that uh the selection of hats is like different every single day. Mm-hmm. With the the as you can spend those those play tickets, those those exchange booth tickets, any way you please. Bro, mm-hmm. so if you have all four the all four games, it will become very easy to have like four when the next day hit. Right. And if you have an area where you are street boss enough or have enough play coins to keep yourself going. Mm-hmm. Um. But if you have that all of that in place, it becomes a bit easy to have yourself like four tickets for the next day ready. Mm-hmm. Like I had. The, the big opportunity where I have a, like a lot of red guys in my plaza where I could funnily enough get like two tickets out of a special treasure chest mm-hmm. from uh, from Street Boss Mansion. Right, I'm excited. I've got, I think, 270 play coins still saved up. So I'm ready oh, wow. to be spinning them. Yeah, well, I've been doing, you know, four a day in Animal Crossing. So hopefully I'll still have some whenever these hit America. I hope for you as well, sir. I hope <laughs> for you as well. Because you will need all of them. Oh, yeah. Also, you guys don't have to... There's one more thing. Sorry, guys, if you're still listening. <laughs> um, you guys have... Do you guys have the new Street Pass puzzles? Um, the, the Xenoblade one and... Um, I, I haven't seen Xen- them in Xenoblade, mine. Xenoblade, um, new Super Luigi U... Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a princess print, one. Yeah, uh, it's called Heroines. It's okay, called in Europe. And there's one more. Uh, let's see, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Yeah, I haven't I th- seen them. I don't think America has those even as well. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I, again, I haven't seen them. I looked whenever I got the update, but I'm not street passing very much right now because I'm out of school. So I would. Ha- I'll have to double check, but I don't think we've gotten them. I think you would get the initial piece through Spot Boss. Yeah, well then I haven't had them yet, no. So I don't uh, know. Waiting on them. I'm excited for the Xenoblade one. So I've barely any pieces left because it still weighs <laughs> off of Gamescom and my posty free event in my country. So right. Anyway, uh, I think that's all of it. I don't think we have anything else to talk about. Thank you so much for your time, Justin. No problem. It's good talking with you. <laughs> As always. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget you can send your listener mail to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and please rate and review the show on iTunes.